it's not even just their defense. Like, I mean, their defense is good, but Evan, you remember I was tell I was telling you, well, we were talking about it at some point in time within between the end of last season and now, and that's really all they have to do is get a sustainable offense, and they get mm-hmm. Fitz Curtis Magic. Samuel. They get Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. big. They already. I was mad when they couldn't get Allen Robinson. They already. They already have Terry. They got Logan. They got Logan Thomas. And they just got Adam Humphreys. And they got and Antonio, they got Gibson, Antonio Gibson. Oh, the Twin Tower dude, Adam and, Humphreys. And, <laughs> and we, we definitely going to go offense at 19. Who's your quarterback again? Uh, like, it, got, I mean, it's going to be a go, QB battle. It's either going to be Heineke or um or Fitzpatrick. Uh, Probably not. Fitzpatrick might be the starter because Fitzpatrick, yeah, he's a veteran. He, he, Fitzpatrick, it makes they, more they sense. They usually pick the veteran. They usually pick the guy that got more experience. And he's Fit, Fit, yeah, yeah, Fitzpatrick, he gives you all, he's going to give you that spark, especially with yeah. weapons around him. That's going to be fun. Like, Fitzpatrick, it's so fun, like, fun how he can, like, he's like, you know, like 36 years old with the fact yeah, that he can still, he, like, he's give a you solid, that spark. He's a solid he's shape for his age. For his age, he's a mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, man. But yeah. Uh, we I mean, are live. Live. Let's get it. Let's get it. Live. Let's get it. Let's get it. Episode one four in the building, baby. Another episode. Some blessings. We, we, Blessing. we, close, we closing up on that one thousand total views. We got about eight, nearly eight hundred. Let's get this bag. Let's get, let's this, get this bag. This, you let's know, get this bag. Let's get this money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, we back again. The typical four, the fantastic four. We got another guest. We be killing it with the guest game, bro. We got the boy, the brother, the man, the dawn. Ronnie. From the entanglements chats. Yes, sir. Hey, what's <laughs> good, <yo>? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, an inside sir. joke right there. Everybody oh, yeah. They, 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 they don't know. <laughs> 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 but today we got another spicy show for y'all. We definitely about to get into Oh, y'all know it's going to be good because I came out here. I came in here fresh out the shop. <laughs> y'all see the big yeah, bro. Y'all see this, John? I wish y'all could see this man. <laughs> oh my goodness, this man Evan, this look, look. Chris. I'm not about to hold you. <laughs> you making me jealous. I'm, I'm, this man got know, man. Man. Was that that going said, All right, look, Easter on Sunday, and I need to be the freshest one in that church. Okay. Oh yeah, Easter a- Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah, but this man Evan about to be talking to one of them choir girls. Be like, what's goody? <laughs> man woke up to flex. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be man. like, I'm not gonna put the camera on me. I'm looking rough. Hit with that. He is risen. Yes, he is, Lord. Anyway, what's going <laughs> He the type of dude, he ain't even watched the sermon. He's in the parking lot taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Man, put up the church and just start taking pictures. That's how it be, though. Right? <laughs> that's how it be, bro. <laughs> but, all right, so, about some, huh? oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway. <laughs> you're not even in the sanctuary, bro. you outside just j- j- driving to the music, bro. Just, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just too slow. Right. Yeah, you're just feeling yourself, bro. That music, bro. But this is a powerful week. It's Resurrection <laughs> Week. If you got, if anyone has listened to Chris, you already mm-hmm. know how powerful this week is. We, it might get mentioned later. I'm, I'm just gonna keep that hot nugget to myself. But all right, we about to start off. We're gonna get the sports stuff out the way. Um, okay. what, what should we Sorry. start? Should we do March Madness, or we should just get the NBA stuff out the way? I say March um, Madness. While like it's, I mean, it don't matter. It's up to y'all. I was gonna say since it's since it's like. Fresh, yeah. And he was yep. just talking about it this morning. March Russell Madness. Westbrook. Oh man, okay, oh. we talk about Stephen A. versus. Russ. Oh yeah, we can we can start off. We can go to next one. Hey, hey Darian, I got a question for you. you mm-hmm. Wait, you worked the Wizards game last night, hey, right? Uh, I wasn't there last night, but I was there the night before when he got that thirty twenty. Oh, I was about I was about to say like 
Yeah, you were at the indie game, right? You were at the indie game, right? No, I was. I was uh, at the. I was uh, at the indie game. Yeah, he was yeah. at the indie game. I was just making sure. Yeah, I really thought I saw, he, was, he was about to be in the building when when, when Russ caught that body. This man blocked Karis Levert disrespectfully, and it bounced off Karis Levert's head, and it was Wizards ball. It was out of bounds. <laughs> Wizards ball. I Bro, was that was the was funniest sitting, game of the season, dog. I was I was sitting in front of some of the people that was in the Pacers of uh, uh front uh front office, and when I tell you, all you heard was smack. And then me and my coworker just goes, damn, and we just start laughing. And then and in the front office, people just like, oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, oh God. Here we go. Here we motherfucking go. But um, yeah, what Stephen A was said was very interesting. Like the whole banter before back and forth was kind of like, okay, yeah, Rush, you're putting up all these stats, but it's leading to winning. It's a leading to winning. And then Russ is like, you know, I respect Russ was saying, hey man. I've accepted what my career was. I've accepted who I am as a person and what I do is to the game. You know, I'm not really pressed for a chip. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's a double entendre with it. It's like, yeah, I respect Russ for saying that, but it's like, I can't put you in the top tier point guard conversation with that mindset. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. And I love Russell Westbrook. He's one of my f- most favorite players to watch. But if you want to be top tier, bro, you got to have that winning mentality and hungry for that chip, bro. I'm, I'm just I see it. I see it like this. We all know Dak Prescott just got his money. Imagine if Dak Prescott got 120, 100 and what was it, like $46 million of Jerry's money. And then he comes out here and says, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really, you know, winning championships, you know, really isn't. Yeah, I don't really care. As long as you make the playoffs, you yeah, go splash. We Gucci. You know, like, as long as I make a weird. difference in the community, as long as I'm a positive, um, which. Yeah, as long as I'm like a positive force in, in um the black com, um community and yada yada yada, which is all fine and dandy. But and I'm gonna go back to football and I'm gonna go back to the Cowboys again. Tony Romo has broken just about every one of the Dallas Cowboys QB records. There is a reason why we do not call Tony Romo the greatest cowboy of all time or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Why? Because what does Tony Romo, what what does Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach have that Tony Romo doesn't? The chip. Exactly. Dan Marino is not mentioned as the one best cube time from Tom Brady. He doesn't have a ring. Because the way I see it, I feel like Russ and Stephen A was talking about two different things. Because yeah, what what Russ was saying is that Definitely. like he don't need like his his, uh, his happiness in life isn't like based on whether or not he has a ring. And that point I understand because Russ got enough money, and Bradley Beal said this perfectly. Except he wasn't describing Russ in the situation. He was talking Beal to his team. Yeah, Beal said like he, he could he could retire right now, and like him and his his parents and like his siblings would never have to work another day in their life. Yep. Russell Westbrook is in this same situation where like he could retire now, and it, him and his whole family would just be good. So like that that's why he's like so that's why he's happy that and he's like still an influence in his community, but also Stephen A's talking about um, but you still don't have a ring and like. 
that's like a knock on your reputation. And honestly, both sides have a point. Mm-hmm. Like both sides have a point because like we're going to look at Russell Westbrook forever and ever and think, okay, like I see the triple doubles. I see the MVPs. Mm-hmm. But can you get a team to that championship level? Like we're going to keep saying this about him until he wins one. But at it's the just, same time, right. yeah, at the same time, though, mm-hmm. this, and this is like going to be my last little point, but Stephen A is in a select few people that talk about NBA where it's like I would actually listen because when it could, like, depending on who you talk to on Twitter, like, some of, like, some of the champions, some of the rings don't count, <laughs> according to some people you meet on Twitter. But, like, at the end of the day, my logic is simple. If the ring's on your finger, then it then it counts. And it's a Simple win. as that. Yeah. Like if, if, honestly, if the ring is oh, on yeah. your finger, then it counts. Like KD's rings count. LeBron's bubble ring counts. If it, like the ring is on the finger, it counts. Like the ring is on his <laughs> finger, so it counts. If the Nets win it this year, guess what? That counts too. Yeah, Mark, go ahead and say. Yeah, what yeah, I agree. Yeah, but honestly. Yeah, I um understand why Stephen A. Smith was like upset and where he was coming from, because think about it, the Wizards just like invested two hundred million dollars like plus into like you know signing Russell Westbrook to add that star power to the team. And you have a player who proves that he's like a one of like the top players in the world, a top ten player in the world. You know he has an MVP. He pretty much averages a triple double every season. And for him just to come out and say, oh you know, championships don't matter to me. You know, I made it in life and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Stephen A. Smith saying, like, you know, 400 spots in the NBA, it's like millions of players in the world. The fact that you're in the NBA is a blessing, you know, and like the whole point is to be on top. And that should be, Wizards fans should honestly feel weird about that. You know, what, what Westbrook said, because he's basically saying, he doesn't really care about winning. He doesn't have that winning mentality. And that should be, like, concerning. So that's why, I'm, you know, so that's like a team for, like, a player, an NBA player that's playing at the highest level where, like, a lot of players want to be in your spot. You know, you want to hear, like, somebody like Kobe Bryant say that, you know, about, you know, his team or something like that, about, oh, I made it, you know, so championships don't matter. You want to hear, like, somebody like Michael Jordan say that. So it's, yeah, kind of ridiculous. So I can understand. But where Westbrook is coming from, yeah, he's saying that pretty much satisfied and he's pretty much took it the wrong way. And I can understand why Westbrook was mad and then his wife got involved. So it kind of just got like misinterpreted. And yeah. So I understand where both sides are coming from. First off, can I say can I can I say this? I, I mm-hmm. think I speak for all of us when I say we all want women in our lives stick up us and defend us the way that Kamaya Adams and Nina Westbrook defends they man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yep. But yeah, they're, they're like Mark and Evan and Darren have all basically said both men were coming from two completely different points. And I'm just going to back up on my point. Stephen A was talking purely just the part of the court. Westbrook was talking about basketball, yeah, off the court. He was talking about like personal money, stuff, like the streets. Stuff. Yeah, he grew up in a Stephen hood. Even yeah. was not coming for Russell Westbrook's character at all. He was simply saying, "Okay, 
it's cool you have this mentality. Like, you'd be surprised how many players are not content in the league. Russell Westbrook is content. He's cool. He's content. He's like, listen, if I don't win a championship, I'm not going to lose my mind. I'm not going to go crazy. He's still going to go down as an all-time great, but the difference between going down as an all-time great and going down as a top-tier point guard like he should, there's a big difference. It's just like the conversation we had one a few podcasts back, talent versus skill. Russell Westbrook is a top 10 talent in the NBA. He has that type of talent. But the thing is with him and how he plays and how erratic he is, is the reason why he's not the top 10 talent that he should. Russell Westbrook should be a top three-point guard undisputed. Undisputed, he should be, but he's not because he doesn't play to his strengths. And like we're just talking about purely on the basketball court. I'm not talking about Russell Westbrook as a man. Hell no. I respect the man. There's, I don't think there's anyone that can say they don't respect Russ as a man, individual, the, philanth- the philanthropist that he is. I, I, I botched that word, but I gave it after. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's just basically, yeah, Russ is cool. You know, I appreciate the mentality, but you want to win. <laughs> like, And you should want to win because you don't have the elusive chip that a lot of the top-tier players at your position have. So, yeah, you'll be, if you, like I said, if you never win a championship, MVP, triple dubs, three season low average and triple dub, the stats, everything, the uber athleticism, the dynamic plays, the crazy defensive play that Darren just talked about, how he blocked Karis Levert and disrespected him, like he was a dude off the block. The thing is, yeah, all that would take into account. But if you want to go down as the top tier point guard, you know you want to go down. Because we all know Russell Russell, he wants to remember there's one of the best point guards ever played the game. If he's going to be remembered, is that he has to prove that he's a championship-winning point guard. He's just not proven that yet. Because either, you know, sometimes situations out of control happen with the OKC and how that fell apart, but just how he's not really truly tried to fully adjust. He's starting to do that in Washington. I'm starting to see differences in the game. You know, he's taking defense more seriously. He's being more smarter with his shots. But he needs to understand that, for him to succeed and for him to get the championship he wants, he can't play the way that he wants. And Russell Russell wants to play the way where he's effective on all ends of the court. He's scoring, rebounding, assisting. Sometimes the stats are good, but sometimes it's good to take a step back in statistics for the bigger goal. It's just like what happened in 2015 with Audrey Iguodala. He ended up coming off the bench because it was better for Harrison Barnes' development. It was just better for him. It gave Harrison Barnes the confidence to play at his best. While coming off the bench, you still got a weapon at the wing position that can play, make for you, play some good defense, that can hit some good shots. It's just like that. It's just like how now Melo has accepted a bench row. D. Wade accepted a bench row near the end of his career. It's, it's going to get to that point. Now you have with the Brooklyn Nets where Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge aren't even going to start. They're going to be coming off the bench. They've accepted that. They said, listen, I could be a starter. I could get like probably 15 points a game, shoot pretty good, play solid offense and defense. But is that going to get me a championship? Is that going to put me on the path to win? No. So Westbrook is going to have to realize that he's going to have to lay back. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's good to have that explosion. Like that 30-20 game was crazy. It was great. But if that's your focus, the stats, instead of actually winning, that's when you just have the wrong mentality. And you're not going to be ever seen as you want to be seen. So that that's my take on that. Do you guys have anything to add on that? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, because you don't have that winner mentality and like anybody can stat pad, honestly. We all know Russell Russell, you know, can average a triple double. Like, honestly, it's impressive, of course, but at the same time, it's not really as impressive, you know, as a diehard basketball fan because, you know, we all know we can do that. Like, you know, we all know we can. Right. It's not like and everything. It's yeah, not like before when it was like, oh, my God, he got a triple dub. Oh, man, that's yeah, impressive. And I was like, that's right. what Westbrook does. <laughs> yeah, it's like facilitate the game and everything. It's like do do something to like to get the team to win, actually, you know, to actually move forward. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. The mentality Westbrook has to me, I don't agree with it personally. That's just my take. I don't agree with it at all. Yeah, and Wizards fans should be concerned with that mentality. And, yeah, his teammates should, too. All right. So since we're talking mm-hmm. about that era, we might as well go into the next one, the KD and Michael Rappaport back and forth. What is your opinion on that? When Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport is all right. So basically, uh, I guess, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the, I'm going to send you the tweet. Then you sound off when I got to find it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the one Rappaport tweeted first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interview. I'm, yeah, the Charles Barkley interview. Yep. Yeah. That's what pretty much started it all. Katie, you did way too much. Like, he did. Like, I think both of them did too, way too much. Of them. Did too much. Yeah, there. but right before he violated the bro code, that's what, all I'm going to say. He did. Like, he should have never, like, put that out. Like, yeah, like, he, like he, some police he, stuff. He, he, he did that for attention. Stuff, honestly, bro. He did it for yeah, attention. It's like, bro. at this point, like, right before, like, he just wanted. Yeah, but at the same time, Katie was wilding out. Like, Katie should never threaten him. It, it's just, it's too much, bro. Yeah, like you know, not trying to play both sides, but yeah, it's just too much for her, honestly. It's it's a sticky, weird situation, and the fact Absolutely. that KD threatened him, you know, it's like that's what made Kevin Durant looks bad. Like he literally, at first, of course, like he was joking around, but it looked like he was literally threatening the man, telling him, you know, drop a location, or I'll pull up. Like it was dead serious, and that's when it has to be like you know, kind of like investigated, like you know, and some legal stuff because you can't be threatening this man and stuff and talking about his wife and everything. That's kind of. Yeah, you can't be doing that. That's yeah. kind of that's taking away too but, but to me, I just see it like I see it, I see it like this. Number one, I'm gonna just speak on the obvious. Michael Rappaport is white. Kevin Durant is black. Kevin Durant came at Michael Rappaport the way any nigga off the street would have came at anyone that was talking bad on their name. Oh, of course. And yep. yeah, yeah. I I mean what Katie said was wild and it's like dang. You know, we all like dang, we didn't know you could you could uh, you could uh, get there, but anyone can get there. But for me, it's like what did Michael Rappaport gain by screenshotting the DMs and then going public with it? Like what do you gain from that? Like what what do you like? What do you possibly like? What could you possibly want? And that's just attention. All you're doing is getting clout. Like, I, I just, I just, I just don't understand it. Well, I don't understand it from the standpoint of like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, you're basically, it's, it's like someone made fun of you in elementary school and then you start crying and then you go running to 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 um the teacher instead of saying something back you know you just go 
The memes been and now you, and and now and now you want all of social media and Twitter and the media and NBA whatever to sound off on this when in reality like hoping hoping that they will validate you and that you won't look like a victim well i mean not that you won't look like a victim but they'll treat you like a victim and they'll give you sympathy when in reality you're just getting clowned because you was talking crazy about this nba player and not only did this nba player give you that same energy this NBA player took it to a whole nother level. And this NBA player just so happens to be Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has that stigma that comes with him too. But yeah, go ahead, Evan. He do have that stigma. Most sensitive player, like, ever. This also, like, this also, like, is another example of how you can't just be talking to anybody any type of way because, like, it don't matter whether or not people are supposed to be professional. Like, somebody going to check you. Somebody's going to check you eventually. That's the nature of the beast. And Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport got checked, and you saw how he handled it. Yeah. <laughs> he learned the hard way. But it's like, yeah, yeah I, like the, sure. I just yeah. mainly put on Michael Rappaport because I feel like he was just kind of grasping for, you know, some relevancy. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it came out of nowhere. It's like literally came out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting like, it. all that. This could have been prevented. Crazy. Like honestly, this could have come back. Like, like, like the rug. No. It could have been like really you not talking about a bank. Like, you are a journalist. If you if you want fame, do your job. Right. Basically, do your job story, right. Yeah. People <laughs> will look at you, bro. You don't need to kind of yeah. dig under the belt and kind of do a low blow at, at KD. Like anybody would have reacted that like, way. You pretty much expose KD. It's like, come on, bro. You don't expose locker room talk. That's pretty much what it is. It's like locker room talk. We all have that locker room talk. It's like, why expose what a lot of people, you know, what men do on a daily basis? Like, come on, yeah, man. Was, you just don't do that. That's a DM because it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's not like KD went on like Twitter on a timeline and publicly said all this. It's just like, you know, he went to him man to man, you know, directly messaged him or whatever. Yeah, like, like about how he was feeling. It like, this didn't have to be like public. Come on now. So, yeah, it's just one of the problems. Show, yeah, that's what Michael Uncle Rappaport messed up at. But uh, what was you saying, Ronnie? I mean, shit, that was like a locker room argument. That's all that shit was. Yeah, yeah that's that's and that's breaking the code. But there's some things that said in locker room, you just keep it to yourself. Yeah, like how Stephen A. Smith pointed that out. Yeah, like what what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. That's what exactly. that's what we was always taught. Right. Mm-hmm. Always talk that, man. But um, okay, that that's pretty quick. I kind of want to dive quick on that. All right, now we're gonna go into we're gonna get off the NBA just for a little bit. Since we're on social media talk, I know you guys seen that Cravo 3D video. I know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's been all over the place. I just want to know. Yeah, what you're man. I want to know what y'all thinking. I want to know what y'all feeling from. I'm gonna let Ronnie go first. He he got that face like, oh man, shucky ducky quack quack. I've been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking up on this. So I'm gonna let go. You know, I'm talking. Nah, about man, saw, wait, 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 wait. I saw Mark conversation, man. I didn't even want to touch that one. <laughs> oh man. Oh <laughs> yeah, bro. You, you, you took you you took you took L on that one, bro. Yeah, I did. Yo, yo, I accept that. Nah, yo, no, I, 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 I I had yeah. to tell you, but it's all, but it's all good, brother. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. Right. you know, I'm gonna just say, um, about it from what I remember from the video on Jay Z vibes a little bit. 
But whatever he was trying to get from her, just let that shit go. Because you a celebrity, and no matter how what you do, it's gonna turn bad on your end. Like that's domestic shit, bro. That ain't nothing to play with. Big facts. Like I mean, it. I have two feelings about it, and I was I was talking I was talking to uh, my friend Deja about it. Shout out Deja. Oh yeah, shout um, out Deja. Love to support you, shows. Yeah, go ahead. And um. I see it in this sense because at the beginning of the video, Sweetie swung at Quavo. Yeah. And it's one thing that we one thing that we have to teach our women is unless you are in grave danger, don't swing at the man. Cause then if you swing at him, there's some dudes who won't who won't swing, swing back. back. Yeah. But how but however, there are that little like one, two percent of men. That will swing back, or if you get them mad enough, a larger percentage of men will swing back, mm-hmm. or they will do what Quavo did. Now, again, I say I say that to say, don't swing at a man and hit him and swing or hit a man. Yeah. If and like like don't do that and then get mad when he swings back or when he re, or when he retaliates. Yeah. Now, with all of that being said, if there is one thing that my father has taught me, and if there is anything that, if I never listened to him, I listened to him on this one thing, it is that you never, as a man, you never put your hands on a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just as a man in general, you don't, regardless of what it is, because no matter what you do, you're going to lose. Yep. And I know this is going to sound contradictory yeah. to what I just said, but I told Deja this yes yesterday, and I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it here. It doesn't matter what she's doing, unless she is threatening your life. Then that's when you do something. I don't care if she's fucking Muhammad Ali boxing you, my nigga. Mm-hmm. You better just turn and walk <laughs> away, cause the cause the minute you lay a hand on on her, it's instant. It's instant jail time. And and it's just another thing to like to say we glorify the hell out of Sweetie and Quavo. We glorify the hell out of out out of it. Because two young black artists, beautiful black, beautiful black artists, they're in this beautiful um, um relationship and the optics look great. They're taking all these great pictures. Quavo's getting her all these gifts. Sweetie, you know, she's just dressing up when they go on dates and she's looking ever so beautiful as yeah. as she as she is. But then that video of the little interview that she had came out. Then here come the breakup rumors. And then it comes out that they broke up and Quavo cheated on, on her. Then there was a talk about that. And then there was this video and it all just did you get to um sweetie's interview where it's like she said some things that like might suggest she's manipulative some wild stuff yeah yeah Yeah. she'd only use quavo for the money and all that yeah Yeah. and she yeah and and the video had the video had came out and again he was saying some stuff about well maybe they split and then here comes uh the them saying that quavo cheated on on uh on a on us on a sweetie and sweetie's over is over here saying 
that uh, she was clocked out a long time ago, and that if and that him entertaining multiple or not multiple, but other but women, she just can't deal with with that. And then you have Quavo coming out saying, "I your woman thought you were to swine." take care which a lot of women are going to be using this summer and you know what i'm not here for it but i'm here for it um and then here comes this video and it just comes back to when, to where we say we do not know what goes on behind closed doors you cannot sit here and glorify and put these celebrity relationships on a on so on such a high pedestal you I know that's the downfall of celebrity relationships yeah i agree yep it's like just yeah, it's not healthy. I'm not saying keep it a secret, but it's like when you start just putting that up front, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And that's when and it's and it's like you have people saying, Yeah, this is why you keep your relationship private. Yeah, if you a celebrity, yeah, keep that shit as private as you can. Cause really for us, nothing you do is private. Or or or, <laughs> or at least or at least for me, every relationship I've been in has been private. Cause at the end of the day, I'm just some average nigga. Like, don't give a damn about what. It's like the minute you slip up when you're a celebrity, it's like, it's out there. Just what like you, say, you said before. Hold on, let me let Ronnie say what he said. Hear what you said, Ronnie? No, I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like we said before, bro, when you get to a certain level of status and celebrity, you have responsibilities with that. You do, and we're gonna go into that with the next one because the next one, I know, y'all probably gonna laugh at the next one. It relates to the KD it's, one it's, too. It's, or it's, this Quavo it's, it's, it's the boost. It's the boosty joint. That's the next topic. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like when you get to certain status and celebrity rank, it's like you have to. You have responsibilities with that power. There's certain things you can't do. There's certain things you're not gonna get away with because you always have eyes on you. You always have critics waiting to kind of bash you you always have those people that's sitting in the dark like those negative motherfuckers like oh okay we did this i'm about to key in on that so it's just that with quavo there's certain things he can't do because it's just going to everyone's gonna know about it and the thing is i blame him mostly because he didn't put his foot down in the relationship because if he put his foot down and say listen and like i said this before i'm not trying to be good to say a lot of points. I'm actually trying to say something different because on the last part I said that he kind of enabled this, like he put himself in the situation. He should have known when she started to back away and not really care because you can't have a relationship based on material things. You can't have a relationship based on money or status or that because it's just doomed to fail because Sweetie was nobody before Craver. They met, they started being cool, they got a little relationship. Her stocks are going up and up. She started getting that paper. She started getting people listening to her music. She's making YouTube videos now, all this stuff. So now it's like, well, I have money. I have she had more to gain than him. She, she, exactly. She had more to gain. Then it got to the point, I'm not gaining nothing from you. That's where the whole checked out a long time ago came from. Because mm-hmm. basically she just proved that the relationship was never genuine. It was always about the money and the status. So exactly, like, yeah, and, and that's just like right. Yeah, the Quavo relationship, the relationship was a lot like a lot of these other celebrities' relationships. It's not only a relationship, much more, like more so as it is like a campaign, like an advertising business thing. move, a business move. It's, it's like it's a a business. Yes, like, like it's it's not about love; it's about money. It is a business move. 
Right. It's like that label. Honestly, that's why I said some of these celebrity relationships are kind of staged. It's like, honestly, I said this last podcast. It's like, it doesn't really make sense. It's like some of these celebrities getting together just really doesn't match in the first place. And you know, they're out there doing them and everything. We've seen it with like, you know, like uh, Sway Lee, you know, 21 Savage and everything. Like, we know these rappers cheat in the relationship. You know, they're just doing them. It's almost like an open relationship sometimes. And people just look at it as like, like you know, entertainment. So, honestly, yeah. <laughs> And another it's thing why I'm giving like Mark Clout. on Quavo, we've all listened to Quavo music. We know how he portrays himself. But with this, it just proves to me that all the stuff he says in music is a fallacy. It's a character. It's a gimmick. It's not really fully him because if it was the Quavo that was in his music, number one, he wouldn't have cared. He would have let it go. He would have even gotten to the little altercation with Sweden first. No, he clearly was in his feelings. He was cle- Exactly, Ronnie. Honestly, he was clearly feeling some type of way. Slight, salty. He was, yeah. he was mad. He was angry. And I'm not yeah, doubting right. him for getting yeah. angry. It's just the fact that you cannot see him as this, you know, alpha guy that, you know, puts his foot down and I wore the pants in a relationship. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's clearly that Sweetie was in control because she literally did whatever the hell she wanted. <laughs> like and he was doing what he wanted, so, and he, like, he and, and he yeah. ended up he saw that and he was like, "Well, I can't control her, so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm about to, I go, you know, I'm about to go mess with Shawty on the side. She's more manageable for my style, which, like I said, you're, you're entitled to do whatever the hell you want. It's your life. It's just that you cannot come out here and say, oh, 'Oh, this big top dog, you know, macho man,' and be like, oh, but you got to your feelings when." Shawty took this small little thing that was not really significant anyways, but you took it too far. So it's just like my only problem with Quavo was that he enabled this behavior. What was in the bag? I honestly, I honestly, I don't know. No, I just don't it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't, yeah, this point doesn't matter. So like, yeah, he should have saw, you know, when you get to be around someone, you get to know them, you get to pick up the small things. He should have saw this coming from Malloway, should have cut this woman off be like, oh yeah, I'm not about to let you Gain money, fame, status, power off my name. Well, that's Cut you off. I don't know why he was with her that day. I was go. like, it's not even making sense looking back at it. It's like, it why was he even with her that day? You know, they had no it's... business being together. Yeah. So it was just like, and like I said, people supported it because, like, what day on yesterday, they perfectly said it. Two young, beautiful, black entrepreneurs, successful in their field, you know, successful mm-hmm. artists, and, you know, successful off the mic and off the music and everything. You know, the optics made it look good, but it's just like these relationships, these celebrity relationships, like I said, most of them are not real. They're staged, they're fake, they're fabricated, and they're based off money and status. And you can more money, more problems. You, can, you <laughs> cannot you cannot base a bond off money and status because mm-hmm. it's going to fail because it's going to get to a point you're going to get what you're seeking from from the other person. And that's exactly what happened. Sweetie, she got her platform. She got her fame. She got her money. So what they should be grateful for? Yeah, now she's she, she, like, she clearly didn't love the man. It's a platform. She yeah. clearly didn't love the man, but she was talking about, oh, this man. She wanted played to be the game sh- right. You she, know. Wanted, she wanted, she talked about, oh, this man wanted to be treated like a girlfriend. Bro, the whole purpose of being in a relationship is us treating and spoiling each other. Yeah. What are you talking about? At the about? same time, I do not blame her for what happened in the elevator. Oh, no, no, no. The elevator, that's like, oh, that's, no, the, oh, that's, no. that's, that's fine. Because it shouldn't have went Quavo, that far at all. Quavo, like, if, if anything, all the blame is going to go to Quavo. Favor on neighborhood. Exactly, yeah. All the blame it, I feel like he should have handled that differently. Yeah. Like, he definitely should have. He didn't he handle it properly at all. A little bit differently. He didn't. When I first looked at it, I didn't realize he had chased her down. Like, when I first looked at the video, you know, I didn't realize that. But now I got full details of the video. You only saw half of it. 
it came out that he actually chased her down. I thought they were just standing right there already. You know? That's why. Yeah. Always. And I didn't. I didn't see her. Yeah, swing. it's like you always see. The she did swing though. She did. She definitely swung though. She, she but, swung at this man. Yeah. yeah. Like they're both. Yeah, at she fault. definitely did, bro. But I mainly like, blame Craven because, like I said, he enabled that shit. He allowed it to get to that point because he was salty. He was in his feelings. He didn't want to handle. You know, he wasn't cool, level-headed. It happens. It happens to all of us. You know, sometimes we're deep in our emotions. We're angry and mad and all that. That's fine. But the thing is. Why I'm mad at Cravo, you set yourself this gimmick as someone that, you know, you're cool-headed, you don't care, this and that. You're this big, you're this big dude, this big macho dude that controls everything, all that. But in actuality, you're not that at all. That's I don't want to cut you off, Sanfa, but you just said it right there. The word, gimmick. Yeah, like I said, it's a gimmick. Right. That's like what I'm, WWE. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a WWE. That's, like, yeah, perfect that's a, no, but for real. No, seriously, that's that's what it is. Yeah, that's like what that it is. Just, I don't like how a lot of these artists try to portray their gimmicks as their actual self because it's just fallacy. It's 100% fallacy. Like, we but I, we can literally see it. Like, now I'm looking at Crave. I'm like, bro, you're a beta. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Not everybody could be an alpha, even though you portray yourself as an alpha. You're not an alpha. No, baby. It's, it's, it's very Maybe he had alpha moments, but this wasn't one of them. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is the very other side. <laughs> but yeah, it's the situation is just, just nasty. And I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about it because I've moved on. I don't, I don't care about these. Nah, I, moved on too. I don't I don't put these drugs on the platform because at the end of the day, most of them are not real. They're fabricated. They're, they're, they're 50 50 as hell. Saying that's entertainment, honestly, it's bro. Entertainment, it's really entertainment. Bro. It's something to laugh bro. at. That's what it's I looked a- at. It. That's what I was doing at first, like laughing at it, bro. Like entertainment at first. <laughs> and I was like, I can see why people were like saying, you know, don't enable, you know, we went into the deep side of it. It's like, don't yeah. enable this kind of behavior. It's like, we gotta break this kind of behavior. I know. It's just when people ask me about it, I give my opinion. But I don't basically, really, yeah, my thoughts is whatever happens to you is the type of stuff, is usually the type of stuff that you allow to happen. I mean, there, but also, so sometimes or like something will happen to you like that's just beyond your control. Same 100% across the board. Right. But like a lot of the stuff that you can control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, I'm not talking about this no more. This is the last time I'm talking about this Cravis reset. I don't care what happens next. I don't care if this man pull out a gun and try to shoot her, bro. I'm not talking about it, bro. It's, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up, bro. I'm fed up. Like, I'm fed up, bro. Like, oh, I'm man. really tired of talking about it. Because it's literally been all niggas talking about for the past week. Oh, my God. I'm like, bro. I'll give my... Just like... Bro, I'm giving for the my past opinion. Day. It's like all the same amount. Right. I'm giving my opinion. And that's it. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it fly to the sky. It don't matter to me. I'm I'm not fucking Cravel's brother. <laughs> the fuck? I'm not Sweetie's brother, cousin. I'm not related to these motherfuckers. So this just doesn't affect me, bro. It don't affect my outlook on love. They don't even know me, bro. They don't like, know me. I'm irrelevant. <laughs> it's just that I state, this is why I always say, never ever state your outlook on love on these celebrities. Because you're always going to come up with a fallacy. That's all I'm saying on it. I'm not talking about this First anymore. I just want to say, you cannot look at celebrities on how to do shit because a lot of that shit is staged and fake anyway. Exactly. Thank you. Preach, right. man. Preach should have lost <laughs> souls out here, my nigga. <laughs> it's all, it's like like Mark was saying, this WWE, that's all it is. 
They got their theme music and their theme clothes, the costumes and shit. Right, you know, they're not walking around. Right. 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 Got their stage name and everything, you know. Right. 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 So it's the same thing. Right. It's just like, right. that's it's, just, it's, that, it's Def Jam uh, real life, bro. I know y'all remember exactly. that. Def Jam Honestly. New York real life. That's, that's what it is, bro. Like, for real, Man, for real. That game was Def Jam was more real than this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, the comparison is there. But all right, we're done talking about this. I'm going to talk about it some more. No. I want to talk about this Boosie shit, because this shit made me laugh. So, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> this man, this man, Lil Boosie, <laughs> he paid a random guy yep. at a gas station yep. $542 sure to slap him. In his it wasn't a regular slap, bro. No, he slapped the shit. <laughs> he slapped the shit. <laughs> that is wild, bro. You ain't had to hit him. You ain't had to hit him that hard. But he bro. slapped that man silly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if y'all ever seen Friday at the next when he slapped yeah, the yeah. commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> that. He did. did it, bro. He slapped the bro. That man head turned. I was like, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, bro. So this man, little Bo- this man, little Bushy does that. This man gets his whole Instagram deactivated and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to me because just like, bro, these celebrities, he, I don't know why he really thought he was going to get away with that. I don't know why he really thought that. Don't he know the guidelines by now? Like, come on, right, Boosie, you're an OG. Don't you know the game? Don't you know the social media game? Like, you really thought hey, that it was going to I guess y'all can say, I guess y'all can say they wiped him down. <laughs> <laughs> They did more than that. <laughs> they did way more than that. They say, yeah, boy, you got to go. <laughs> you got to go. And shoulders, pants, and shoes. Yep. Yeah, everything got to go. But yeah, it, it's just funny to me, bro, because it just reminds me of the whole situation when um the baby freaking beat up a dude in the freaking clothing store and come to find that he paid him to beat him up, bro. I'm just like, what, what are y'all doing? Look, like, far as yeah. I feel like that is, you got you got stunt men in this world. You got stunt men to do movies. They jump through windows, cars, real fast, and do all kind of crazy, dangerous shit. Same thing. Same. But at least the stunt man, the stunt man is different, bro. Like in this, is like they're going so far to portray a certain image that is actually disgusting. It really is. Yeah. Like it's really disgusting. Yeah. It's like. My Bro. problem is, my problem is, how you gonna be out here clout chasing and you already got clout? That's what I'm saying. I was just about to say that there. You literally, you literally, I literally was about to say, like, Bell. You gotta maintain you, that clout. Bro, Lil Boosie is basically, he, he's forever going to have clout. He didn't need uh-huh. to do that. Everything like, is here today and gone tomorrow. Everybody in the world right now, well, majority of people got the, what's it? They got, what do you say, goldfish? They got the, Attention span of a goldfish. Oh yeah, that's very true. The human, the human span now, human attention span nowadays is very little. Like, and also with just society, it's kind of like, it's a what you do for me now, what you do for me now. It's always a snap. It's like a snap. It's like okay. I'll give you an example right now. We're talking um little boozy. We're talking about little boozy, and we're and we were just talking about Playboy Sweetie. Mm-hmm. Notice how nobody was thinking about a little Nas X situation. Oh no no, we're gonna get to that, bro. Yeah. We're gonna get to that, bro. I was just kind of warming up, bro, bro. But that's why I, I was just like building up, building up. That little nozzle was the next thing because I got I got something I gotta say about that. But um, yeah, the little little boosty, bro. You're acting like this man, bro. This man is just he's he's one of those people, bro. That's always gonna have clout just because of his story and his journey. So it's just like he didn't need to do this. 
it was unnecessary. Of it, course, it, but you know. like it's just like I think he got too much into it. it. Was like you know what I got I got to make this shit look hard. You know I got to make it hard for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really gonna feel this. I'm gonna slap the shit out this motherfucker. Yeah, I got an image up. Yeah, and like bro, I'm just like no. It's like I'm just really surprised no one on his team said, "Are you sure you want to do this? You sure it's really worth it?" Because now he lost the whole platform. Lost the whole platform just for some goofy stuff. Well, that lets you know you got too many yes men on your team when you start doing dumb shit and nobody's checking you. Yep, that's facts. facts. I would, I would never like, want. Come on, bro. That's it's childish, true. honestly, bro. No, it's not even childish. Like, at some point, you gotta like, grow it's, up. Like, it's ingenuine yeah, because it's just like, bro. I'd rather be surrounded with people that would just tell me how it is so I know what I'm doing and just try to appeal to, yep. mm-hmm. you know, feed me, make me feel good. No, you're there to make sure that I do. Yeah, that's why I respect y'all, bro. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, no, bro. I don't care who I was talking are. to Darian about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, bro. If you're my mm-hmm. boy, bro, I'm calling you out when you do some dumb shit, but I love you, bro, but you're doing some dumb shit. You need to shape up. <laughs> it just helps build you, you know. Yeah, like, helps you fight. Like, I like that crowd. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like, like I hold, I hold everybody to a standard, bro. And best, I want everybody to hold. Like accountability for real. Exactly, accountability. Like you have to take accountability for some stuff. Like what, yeah. bro? Like, like, yeah. like, I know damn well if I try to do that dumb shit, I'd be like, bro, Sanford, you was tripping. <laughs> it's like, what are you on, bro? What are you, like, on, what are you bro? on, bro? Like, but this ain't you, bro. What's going on, bro? You like, okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> Sanford was going around Instagram just slamming people through tables and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call, bro. What's going on with you? And I, did, and I didn't tell y'all this was like a stage thing, right? Even if I told you, hey, yo, bro, don't be surprised if you see me, you know, on Instagram doing skits or throwing people to tables. It's planned. It's good. It's a stuff man legit. If I don't say that, then I know y'all could be like, bro, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind, bro? You good, bro? We need to talk, bro. <laughs> it's like, what, bro? Like, I don't understand. Why, I don't understand why a lot of these celebrities just surround themselves with yes men just to appeal to their ego. Like, that shit is annoying. Put the right people around you, bro, that's going to hold you to a standard, hold you up, and ha- want you to be the best you can be. And sometimes tell you what you don't want to hear, but what you need to hear. Problem is, these celebrities have money and think, you know, they're entitled, so no one can tell them anything. That's Like Kanye West, you need to say, that. he can't, can't tell me nothing. You know, Kanye West made a whole song about that. It's yeah, like, they, sometimes they, you can't tell these hard-headed celebrities nothing. You know, the ego gets in the way. Yeah, you I can't tell them nothing. I would yeah. say the entitlement, though. That entitlement. They're the big homie, bro. You know, yeah. You got all the money. Whoever got the most money is the big homie, so got to follow And funny on. thing is, the, a lot of people that be having all this money, money, they be having the weakest mindsets. That's what's so funny about it. Like, they, they be having the weakest mindsets. They don't even know what to do with the money. They just have it. That's why you got to stay hungry, man. Mm-hmm. That always, always stay humble. Always stay humble and like-minded. That's the best. That's the best advice. No matter how big you get, don't let the fame get to your head. No, I wasn't saying stay um, humble, but yes, that too. No, and I mean humble. I mean, you know, like appreciating everything. Of course, you're going to, you know, sometimes you got to be like, I'm that motherfucking nigga. (laughs) But like, yeah, like still, you know, stay appreciative of the journey and where you don't forget your roots. Don't ever forget where you come from, because Because you can go up this high tomorrow and next week slam right back to the ground. Exactly. But what I was saying is, if you always try to improve, it's going to be hard to be content. And that's when entitlement comes in, when you're content and you feel like you've done anything you got to do. And that's when you start getting a little ahead of yourself and start doing crazy, obnoxious shit. But like when you always got that drive, you just always looking for the next best thing. You always try to better yourself and improve your situation. 
which is you can only do better at that point. And that keeps you away from the bullshit. That's just me and my opinion. I agree on that, man. All right. Since you brought it up, bro, we, we talk about this little Nas thing. The music video, the shoes. And you know what's so funny? Before I let y'all talk, I'm just going to say this quick so I get out of the way. It's funny how this comes out during Resurrection Week. Like, think about it. Think about the, the, the marketing strategy. It comes out during the week where us Christians remember the story of Jesus getting crucified, dying and rising again. Think about that. How, it's a you know, like it's, it's really funny how they literally dropped all of this stuff came out what a few days ago, like Saturday, Sunday. Like it's just funny. It's just funny how they did that. It's it's really it's really it's really really interesting. Yeah. From a from a business standpoint, it was genius, and I can't help but feel like the whole thing was a troll job. Yeah, Lil Nas yeah, X is the biggest troll in the world. He did exactly oh, what he said. Dang. And he's getting a bag off it too. It's like them shoes, they literally sold out though, but it's like wild. It's like the companies that made it, I forgot the name of the companies, but yeah, they sold out. But of course now Nike is suing the companies and Lil Nas X for, you know, doing what they did. Cause Nike's not rocking. Nike, like they were quick to come out and say, look, we have nothing to do with this satanic stuff, representing this evil image, you know, putting human blood and actual soul of the shoe. I'm like, bruh, that, that's, yeah. They say, now nah, we have no parts of this. I don't know what he on. And pretty much, of course, they're suing them because they used, like, the Air Max 97, which wasn't even approved in Nike, just customized that shoe. So it was yeah. like, wow, you're getting money off, like, you're pretty much, that's, like, copyright stuff. So, yeah, yeah Nike has all, like, the rights to sue them, of course. Like, Nike needs to sue them. Perfect. Yeah, win, too. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, Nike's not rocking. So, Lil Nas, I don't know, man. That Nike lawsuit. So, you want to but get yeah, a bag out of you. It's just Doc Darien. So Lil Nas is the biggest troll. This is not the first time mm-hmm. he's pulled some stunt like this. Can't it's, troll Nike, though. Like, this yeah. type of stunning, but is kind of just wild. But I, I, Taking I it too far. I don't care what it is. Like, he took it way, way too far. Like, I know in the music yeah, video, you know, he, kill, he kills Satan. I'm going to let you go ahead. Let me let me to get the start out. I know, you know, uh, the music video, he kills Satan and all this. But, like, bro, just the image. Like, I, I always say this, bro. Sometimes what you do is not the problem. It's how you do it, the ethics and how it looks. Sometimes that's way more important than what you do because sometimes you can do something. You know, it seems innocent, but come on, bro. You know the society we live in, bro. We live in a society where niggas get butt hurt off jokes. Like we were just talking about, I think just like a couple of parts ago, we were talking about a family guy is literally a show that makes fun of everybody. They make yep. they make jokes. Mm-hmm. The whole show is a joke. The whole show is a running joke. Satire. Yep. But mm-hmm. they but people literally get upset because oh they made fun of Jews. They made fun of it's. I'm like, bruh, they make fun of everybody. It's a and joke. Everything. Like everybody and everything. They make fun of white people. They make fun of black people. They make fun of everybody. Everybody gets jokes. So low. Like they make fun of like disabled. Like like they, they make fun of special needs people. Literally, like, literally, yeah, they make fun of everybody. And I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying like mm-hmm. you have yeah. to look at some things and see like okay, this is clearly a joke, and this is clearly something. So you have to be able to discern something. But we live in a society. That's why they last so long. Right. Because like society wasn't so sensitive back then, bro. They, yeah. No, 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 not because mm-hmm. of that. Point out just certain things. They, they put everything and everyone, so no one felt singled out. That's why family got lasted like they did. Mm-hmm. Big, big facts. But just and like part yeah, of the, part of the other situation, I just want to say he beat the Kashi. Oh, trolling. <laughs> oh, kill. <laughs> 
Loki. Definitely did. This nigga bought up Takashi 6 Oh, man. And he took his spot. Six nine. He's been kind of quiet. I'm kind of getting concerned. Uh, Six nine's been a little quiet lately, bro. Uh, you know, when he goes quiet, he pops pops back up with something crazy. Oh, getting concerned, man. If, if he, <laughs> man, I don't know. He's been a little quiet. It's usually not a good sign. <laughs> oh man. I mean, so like when, when any other when any other like musician or artist goes quiet, you think that hey, maybe they're working on music. Maybe they need some time to themselves. But with Six Nine. You gotta wonder why that brother still has a pulse because, like, somebody might have find somebody might have found it by now. Bro, he do like the Joker, bro. Dude always got a trick up his sleeve. <laughs> like, literally, dude yeah. look like the Joker. All the uh, only on the 301 Outlet podcast where you hear Takashi 6 9 compared to the Joker. Bro. Bro. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've like oh, never heard God. that before. First of all, that is an <laughs> insult to the Joker. <laughs> he's not, not he's a great a, value. That, joker, is, that is an insult to the Joker, the goat oh of all villains. Bro, think about it. The villain, bro, like always is like 6ix9ine never serious, but the great value Joker, but I like that. Bro, this ain't not even like, a great value Joker, but he the 99 cent Joker, bro. Honestly, <laughs> dollar store, at least a oh. dollar. Like, you know, he, he had a couple hit number one hits, so I'll oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joker. Oh, my. Yeah, God, bro. bro. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's just like oh, yeah. the marketing was really his number one. His wasn't even off talent though. It, it was purely off controversy. It literally was though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. But yeah, the whole little Nas thing. I'm just like, listen, like I said, I don't judge nobody. You do what you want. It's your life, bro. <laughs> but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just funny Sorry, how they put it out literally during Resurrection yeah. Week, where they know. I, I just can't get with that satanic stuff, man. Right? Like, they just, knew that uh, people were not gonna fuck with that. Shit. You're funny as heck, Derry, with that background. You're funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro. I mean, you been watching hey. this whole time? Yeah, so hey, no, nah, bro. <laughs> no, he's been changing it, bro. I've been he's keeping. Been changing it, but he had the Will Smith joint. I was like, cool. And then he, then he had the Bradley Bill joint. Like, I, I like the Will Smith one, man. Put that in check. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, put that one in it too. Man. I'm hey, Evan, Evan, you about to like this one? Oh man. Oh Lord. Oh man. Oh, oh man. Crosby. Oh man. I wish the listeners can see this. I'm thing. leaving a call in three, two, <laughs> one. Uh, I was like, no. Oh, he actually left, though. I didn't know he didn't really want to do it. And that's wild, bro. What's going on in this episode? <laughs> hey, yo. He... Hey, don't mess with the Capitals fan, bro. Hey, hey yo. This man actually left. He actually left. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, man. But, um, you know everything to say about that... The little Nas thing, you know, right, the music video and then the shoes, bro. Mm-hmm. What else y'all have? Do you have anything else to say, bro? I'm kind of done. I mean, I think it was a brilliant business move. Yeah. A great troll. Which great troll. But he, that he, troll he, is about to fuck him up because he getting sued by fucking Nike. Oh, yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he bought this through when he took Nike shoes. Yeah. Without Nike's permission. Yeah, then the Air Max 97s, the iconic shoe. Like, on top of that, it wasn't no random Nike. You talking about the Air Max 97s. Right. Like, like, Nobody yeah. like, love them shoes, yeah, bro. It's like, say those, like, some, re- like, no offense to Reeboks, so, like, some cheap shoe, of course. But you can, when you take, like, a big brand, like, Nike, like, shoes and, like, copy that without their approval, you set yourself up, like. Yeah, you about to lose some major bread. But all, all right. right, let's dive right back into the NBA. Let's talk about the trade. Yes, sir. Who do you guys think won the trade deadline? 
Hmm. Um, a lot of trades. It was a whole. Well, it was like what? Um, yeah, honestly, it was hard for me to keep up. Twenty-three teams was trading and moving players, so it's basically most of the league was active. So, who do you guys think won the trade deadline? I can say who lost. I but, think. Yeah, I, I think know. the team that made the best move is uh, the Clippers by getting Rondo. I think they made a really good move. Someone that can hold order in that in that in that locker room. He's a playmaker. Yeah, they gave up some scoring off the bench, you know, uh, letting uh, Lou Williams go. But look at how Rajon Magic Rondo, City thanks them for that. Yes, Lemon Pepper Lou. Oh, he's back. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but. Like, just look at what Rondo did for the Lakers in the bubble last year. Look at what he did when he was in New Orleans. Look at what he did when he was in Boston. Playoff Rondo is a thing. I think the team that won the deadline was Denver. I think them getting Aaron Gordon has propelled them into actually being a legit sleeper contender because they they needed help at that four. They need to play. Yeah. Especially yeah, now since, I, since the Lakers are about to slide real low in, like, the seeding because no LeBron and no AD. So, like, this is going to help them. should come back soon, though. I thought he was yeah, coming AD, back. Yeah, AD's coming back within, like, I think two more weeks, and then they have Drummond. I, mean, I don't think, I don't I mean, think yeah, the Lakers but, are going to fall that bad. I think they might fall. I mean, yeah, but the, the point is, though, like, the damage has been done. And at this yeah. point, Denver's at a spot where they might be able to and Utah's hold on, on fire, have a better bro. seed than the Lakers. Yeah, like I see the Denver rising yeah, you, for sure. Like I see, like we talked about the last time, the Lakers playoff run route, sorry, route is going to be very, very difficult because they're going to be coming in at the lower seed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, let, let's just see what happens because I'm actually glad they got Drummond because they needed a five. Because, you yeah, know, they was, not, they was not by the one 80 at the five full time. They only won 80 at the five when it comes to certain matchups or certain situations and probably late game situations. So they needed a five. So get it, them getting drumming. I think they're gonna, you know, be able to stay afloat just a little bit. You know, I think that I think that Dennis Shoulder and Andre Drummond pick and roll is about to be nasty. I think that's about to be very underrated. So that's about to be fun to watch. And I just, I'm kind of just looking like, hmm, let's see how they can be able to stay afloat. But yeah, I think Denver, t- the Los the Angeles Pistons. Yeah, you're funny. <laughs> like honestly, you're funny. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think uh. Um, who won the trade? I think the Lakers kind of won a trade because to me, I think it's going to be like very hard to stop him to paint. Like, think about it. You already have like AD, and now you just add like, you know, Andre Drummond. It's like literally the post game is going to be like really, very hard to stop. You're going to be getting like a bunch of rebounds, you know, offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. So, yeah, the Lakers, they definitely like Andre Drummond just like pretty much seals the deal with them, like on like both sides of the court. And I also think Miami uh, won a trade too by getting a Ola, uh, Victor Oladipo. Granted, they had to give him some picks though, but you know that Victor Oladipo with Jimmy Butler, that's going to be like fun to watch. Bro. Like that, that's the team in the Bro. East. Like hey. what I like about what I like about that is that they got Vic and they did not have to give up. Tyler Hero and Duncan I was Robinson. just yep. about to yeah, say. bro. The Heat, the Houston, oh, that's, the, that's the other Rockets, day I was like, the Heat are tough on two K, bro. They this is going to be a fun team. The Miami. Houston Rockets took a fat daddy shit smelling L. They basically taking L's in general. Uh, Houston literally got this is what they got for James Harden. They got Avery Bradley, Kelly Fullick, Flooping Olenek, and Draft. Kelly. Like, 
That's what they got. That's literally what they got for James Harden. Like the Houston Rockets have probably taken the biggest L in the last five years when it comes to trade deadline. They they because they didn't have to send James Harden to Brooklyn. He should be a Sixer. He should. He should. Lowry should be a Sixer too. Like no no Lowry actually should be a Laker because the only reason that he didn't get traded to Laker because they didn't want to give him Taylor Horton Tucker. Kyle Lowry should. Yes, be. we shouldn't. Kyle Lowry should be in L.A. He was very close to leaving. He, he, he should be in L.A. Because now the thing is why I say that, Dennis Schroeder may not even stay on the team because he just declined the contract extension. That was oh, wow. a good contract extension, bro. It was basically he was going to get $21 mil a year, and he declined Dang. it. That's right. everything Exactly. Right exactly, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if they out. lose Dennis Schroeder this offseason. No, 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 no. He loves L.A. He oh. just wants money. That's the problem. He just wants to get oh. Of course, like he uh, said, he wanted twenty mil. But he, they gave him a twenty-one mil per year suspension, and he declined. He wants even more. He declined it. Like if if this was twenty fifteen, hot off that fluke ass Hawks playoff run, then this would be a different conversation. But twenty twenty one, I don't see him getting that. Like yeah, like he already asking for enough. Like like literally, it was even like either yesterday or today, but he literally got a contract extension offer from L.A. It was gonna be like four years, eighty-four mil, four years, eighty-four mil, and he declined it. Wow! So that's what I'm just like, honestly, bro. They should have just traded him because there's no way they, he should get more money than that. Even that twenty-one mil was gracious. Taking up all the cap space, yeah. Like, 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 like bro. Like, I would have rather they just get Kyle Lowry and they probably get Kyle Lowry back for a cheap for that same amount of money. I'm pretty sure Kyle Lowry will take that twenty-one mil. <laughs> he will take that money. So I'm just like, that's how I'm sitting here. Like, LeBron? That's sweet. Yeah, 21 like, mil and get to play with LeBron. Sure. That's what I'm saying. But the, Lake, the Lakers took an L, bro. They, they should have traded. For, they should have let go of THC, bro. I'm sorry. Because if they lose Dennis Schroeder, it was going to be Dennis Schroeder. It was going to be Dennis Schroeder, KCP, and THC in the trade. That was going to be the trade. They were finally going to let go of Dennis Schroeder. They were finally let go of KCP. They didn't want to let go of THC. If they lose Dennis Schroeder this offseason, the Lakers took a fat ass on the trade deadline. Because Kyle Lowry said he was interested in going to LA and he would have signed with them. The two teams he would have signed with was Philly and LA. If he got traded there, he would have signed with those teams. So Darian, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be looking out, bro. I'm gonna be looking out. If if y'all if y'all keep Dennis Schroeder, I won't say a word. I'll be like, cool. Y'all didn't need to trade him. That's fine. But if yeah, y'all lose Dennis Schroeder this offseason, bro. I'm coming. <laughs> I have my receipts. I have. I'm letting you know now. I am unbothered. I am unfazed because we got the goats. Oh, no, 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 Rob no, 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 of course, of course. Rob Palenka should deserve a damn fucking medal. Like he, 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 he been doing his thing the past two seasons, here, bro. Mastermind. Yeah, he, he should. He should have got it. He should have got it last year, but they gave it to that nigga in the basement. I don't even know his name. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> can we talk about how the Celtics got Evan Fournier? And this man was just out there running cardio, doing cardio. Nah, burn. The they Celtics, was like trolling Evan Fournier. This man earlier. was out here doing they was... Card- cardio and nothing else. No, thirty-three minutes and no points. Zero, zero, zero. Like it's zero. Stat, like. Like the perfect he's a new Ish Smith. Like, remember Ish Smith, bro? He had that stat line. Yeah, he's a new Ish nah, Smith. Remember uh, Tony Snell? Remember Tony Snell had that? He was on the court for 40. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Tony defense. Snell. Yeah, he was I said playing Smith. defense. Yeah. He was playing defense. That's what he did. <laughs> yep. 
He was just contesting was, shots. He was, like, he, was, he was getting no blocks, no steal. He was just contesting everybody's shots, bro. That joke was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, well, that's but, um, the wildest. I think I'm one of the few people that think the Celtics took an L because they got a player. Yeah, of course, they need – you know, they need scoring. You know, they, their offense hasn't been the smoothest. But what they needed more than that was a competent big man because they lost Tice and they have Wagner now, which Wagner is cool and all, but that's a downgrade. That's a downgrade, exactly. He's cool, but that's a downgrade. Then at least Daniel Tice was a quality starting big. Now they have more. Well, Wagner's not a starting big. I'm sorry, he's not. He was on the Wizards, so I know he's not a starting big. So they should have traded for a legit big man. But they didn't. They decided to get more backcourt depth when they don't need that right now. Because now, when the Celtics aren't they the eight seed right now? They're the eight seed. Something like that. They're like the seven. They're the seven, and I find it funny how even the Wizards got a better big than the Celtics did. And right. of course, this man gets injured because I was just nice about thing. to say that. I was just about to say. That. <laughs> I was just about to hold that for my. We 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 finally get the type of big we, that that can play with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and this man gets injured. Piss me the fuck off. But what's so funny about it, I played 2K recently, bro. Daniel Gafford had a smooth 20 and 15. It was absolutely ridiculous. Fucking monster. But, um, yeah, like, the Celtics, I think they took an L in that because the fact that they couldn't at least get, like, proper front court death is something. Because now it's basically what they're going to be depending on Robert Williams and Mo Wagner and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, the only time he plays good is when it's a contract year. <laughs> That's the only time he plays good. He plays good on a relevant on a relevant Cleveland. So I don't trust him to play good for the Celtics. So believe us. I think I think they took an L this trade deadline. I think the Bulls definitely took a W. You know, they needed they needed an upgrade. They needed an upgrade at the five, bro. They got my boy Nick Vucevic, one of the most slept on centers mm-hmm. in the league. Finally I would say the L or the Magic took an L for sure. Like no, they, took, they pretty the much covered it. The Magic got pre- pretty good compensation for Vooch. They got when the Magic got mm. they got what they got two first round picks from the Bulls, which is gonna be very valuable. They got Wendell Carter mm-hmm. and they got uh Otto Porter, who they might buy out. And um, they got and they and they got RJ Hampton. That's true. They got RJ Hampton mm. from the uh Denver trade. Yeah, and they got a first okay. pick from that one too. And they got I didn't realize he got the first picks. And they got two yeah. second rounders from so I think the Magic, they needed the clean shot because their team was not going anywhere. They needed to trade everybody. I knew that. Yeah, but like for right now, it's just like you're going to be rebuilding for sure. That's why I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I guess you can say it's a W, but right now they're just looking like an L just all around. Oh, no, no. The, the, season, like, the season was lost anywhere, so I'm kind of glad. Right, they yeah. Everybody. It was, yeah, get everybody out of that. Yeah. yeah. So those players know their worth. So, like, yeah, it's a good thing they moved on. Like, How's uh how's uh Cole Anthony doing? Cole Anthony is he's doing pretty good. It's just the fact that I don't know why they when they got RJ Hampton when they already have their two point their two guards of the future in Mark Fultz and uh Cole Anthony. I don't know why they got Probably just to Hampton. give him some run. I mean, I mean, yeah, because you know Denver didn't need him because they have they have Drew, they have Jamal Murray and they have Monte Morris, who's one of the best pack backup PGs in the league. So yeah, they, he wasn't playing, so it might give him some run. You know, see what he can do. But um, yeah, and then I'm trying to think of other teams. Like I said the Wizards, we did get um Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson, which could be that that could be a W. Could be a W. You know, we need some defense. Yeah. So yeah, 
I already know Troy Brown Jr. is about Troy Brown Jr. is going to hoop out in Chicago. I already know he is. He's going to ball out in Chicago. What's up with the Wizards giving away their rejects to uh to uh Chicago? I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> like they get they well, they get, I mean, officially, <clears throat> officially the franchise started out in Chicago, so we just give them back. Oh my lord, yes, we did. The, yeah, point. What the point. Chicago Zephyrs? Zyphers, whatever the hell the name was, right? I can't even say the name right. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Zypher, like I, I have to look at it. I know I remember, I just don't remember right now. But yeah, we did start in Chicago, you're right. So they they still have the jerseys. <laughs> but um, yeah, like man, like we we gave them all the porter over uh, over loaded contract. We gave them Troy Brown Jr. Like it's just it's just funny how we end up giving all good to Chicago. I mean they did dumb Jabari Parker on us, so I mean, I like I kind of like Jabari Parker when he played for us. Though. I was kind of I was a little bit pissed that we didn't sign him. Like he's I heard his name. He's in Chicago yeah, wasting on the bench. them injuries like messed them up. Like yeah, man, the injuries. Man, like, I really want to see like what he would have been without the injuries. It's always like that factor, man. Because like he was coming, he was coming into the league hot. Like he had like all the hype and everything. He was like going to ball out, but yeah, him and Wiggins. Injury, him and Wiggins like, supposed to be the two back. next stars of the league, man. And then he just the, this man Jabari Parker. He came into yeah, the league, like, got like, injured. Mm-hmm. He kept getting injured, so you know injuries just fucked his career up. Yeah, he got injured twice. Yeah, both his ACLs, I think. Yeah, both mm-hmm. plays. Yeah, both oh, of them. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. And he had other lower leg injuries. Yeah. Dude, you already know when it comes to big men and lower leg injuries, those shit kill you, bro. That's exactly well, why he's on the bench now. Yeah, it's like, is he really to his full level, you know? Yeah, like, right. But um, I think another person who took an L is the, uh, whatchamacallit? What the hell? Well, I was just thinking about this team, bro. Man, my, my head is on the swivel. What the heck? What what? There was a team that took a massive L. Not Boston, not us, not LA. I was. It was another team that made no moves. I think the Phoenix Suns took an L, bro. I think they they had an opportunity to make a move for an, a piece, and they chose not to do it. Which I understand because you know they have a good core, they have a good young core, they have good players on the team. But it's just like you have a 35, 36 year old Chris Paul. It's not gonna get much better than he is now. He's just gonna keep. He's just gonna keep kind of falling off the cliff. So it's kind of like you gotta take opportunity of what you got. They should have definitely took a move. Probably traded um the big that they drafted this year because it does. He's he's not gonna. He's not gonna be in the future. I don't see him being the future plans of the team. So and the thing the Suns is like, I know they haven't made the playoffs in a while, but they were in a spot where they couldn't afford to take the hell. Yeah, if you look at it from a certain way, because the Suns have the second best record in the Western Conference right now, right? So if Mm -hmm. you're Phoenix, you want to get as high of a seat as possible. And Utah, this trade, like this trade deadline is giving Utah like a little leg up on Phoenix, and the Jazz might run away with that one seed. And but this was the perfect opportunity for the Suns to capitalize because you look at the two LA teams for the Lakers, you got LeBron and AD both out at the same time, which gives you some. a chance to like get some breathing room on them, and then you got the Clippers who they're good and all, but every every now and then they'll turn into the Clippers. Like case in point, last night they blew a sixteen point lead to the. Oh, Magic. Yeah, I was just about to say that the Magic that basically traded the whole team and just basically basically lost to a G League team. Yeah, they, they lost did. to a G League team at Auto Court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Auto Court. Uh-huh. Yep. 
Right. 100%. So it's just like, yeah, like, they, they, they couldn't afford to take an L. But like I said, let's see. You know, there's a second seed. You know, let's see how they roll into the playoffs. But um, let's talk about the buyouts. LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. Andre Drummond to the Lakers. And now today, news just came out. Boogie is signing a 10-day contract with the Clippers. I hope everybody can see what's going on here, man. It's ridiculous. With the Clippers. It's really ridiculous. It's really ridiculous, ridiculous. man. <laughs> That interview will always be legendary, bro. Uh, Again, I like what uh, I like what the Clippers did. Look, look at me. Look at this. This is growth, Sanfa. This is growth. Okay, I am. I am giving the Clippers props. They bring in Rondo, <laughs> and they bring in Boogie. I like those. I like those two moves. Um, Boogie is a little bit slow foot, but that's what happens when you have an ACL injury and then you tear your Achilles too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boogie is still solid. He looked right. good playing for Houston this 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 year. The only thing is, you know, he's not going to be quick enough to handle a. Say like an MB or young, you know. Um, I think I'm actually uh, interested to see how Blake and LA look on the defensive end because Blake can stretch the floor, LA can stretch the floor. Um, LA is kind of a LA is kind of a dinosaur in the sense of like he's a pure four, where he's more of like middies and post up game, but he can but you know he can still step out shoot the you know and shoot the shoot the three he's your uncle's father shoot the three, um, Blake still has a little athleticism in him, but at the same time they're well Marcus Aldridge is thirty five. He's slow. He's always been slow. Blake Griffin, although he is younger, he had those knee injuries, and that kind of took a little bit of the pep out of out of uh, his step. He's not as explosive as he like used to be. He's not live city, Blake. Right. Um, so I'm just interested to see how they are on the defensive end. They're an offensive juggernaut. Like, offensively, they're unstoppable. But, I mean, you can put up 135 points, but if we, but what if you get in the behind? I think that their defense yeah, is going to be – the defense is going to be very by committee. Like, they're basically going to have to come up with a good defensive scheme because they don't have a lot of, like, defensive stoppers on the team. Like, the only defensive stoppers I'm seeing – is, you know, KD, when he's um motivated, you know, when KD cares about defense, he can lock down. They have Andre Rob- – I think they still have Andre Robeson, and they have Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown uh, – what the hell is it, Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown on the team. <clears throat> and that's about it. Joe Harris can play a little defense, too. Okay, he's a big body at the three. You know, he's big. He's not the tallest, but he got, he got girth for him. So, you know, he can kind of outbody some of the players. 
that's really it. You know, they have DeAndre Jordan, you know, who's a solid defender, but, you know, outside of the paint, he can't really do much. So the Nets defense, they're going to have to come to see Steve Nash and his coaching going to have to come with a good defensive scheme and everyone's going to have to lock into that scheme in order for them to even be an average defense team because, like I said, LaMarcus Aldridge was never a outstanding defender because he was never quick. He was never truly athletic, so he could never really take full advantage of the body that he had. So he always kind of just was like, at best, a solid defender. Now he's 35. He's basically going to be the Marcus Aldridge team. He's going to be slow-footed. He's going to be able to shoot. But when it comes to defensive defensive strategies and switching, he's going to get exposed on those. And then Blake Griffin, you know, he can play solid defense when he's locked in. We got to see how he is, you know, continue to play on Brooklyn because he's been in Detroit for the past two and a half years, and he was not really motivated to play to his best extent. So we got to see how he is. So the next thing. I, I no. want to talk about the Nets real quick. Yeah, go ahead. By, like, officially, you could say the Nets are a super team, but when you think about it, they're really just a product of the era of basketball I was just that we're in. They're a product of the era. And, and if I'm being honest, this Nets team is no worse than any of the Warriors teams that KD was on. Like, I, I don't think this Nets team beats a single one of those Warriors teams, if we're being honest. Because – the Warriors teams had three superstars, right? Steph, Clay, and KD, and a solid defender in Draymond Green. The Nets got three superstars now in KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. But who can who on this Nets team can play defense like like Draymond can? Like, and they don't and, have not. And not even does that. Draymond was the heart and soul. He did all the dirty work. See. I always say this when it comes to championship. Yeah. You need that guy in the starting lineup that's not really heavily offensive reliant, but he does all the other things. Draymond Green, there was times he was the ball handler. There's time he's the one setting plays. He's he's set setting hard screens. You know, he's scrapping. You know, he's doing all like the gritty work. He's yeah. doing all the mm-hmm. gritty work that you know Stephen Clay can't do and KD can't. So you need that on a team that stacked offensively. You need a guy in the starting lineup that's gonna play gritty. Just will play some nasty, you know, he's gonna muck up the game a little bit. You need a motherfucker, like Darian says. You need a motherfucker on the team like that. And the Nets don't have a motherfucker. They don't. So it's just like they would, yeah, they might keep up with the Warriors scoring wise, but they're not gonna stop them. Yeah, that, that, that Nets team don't stand a chance in a, in a seven game series. They'll win one game, maybe two, but they won't win a seven game series against KD no. Warriors. Hell no. no. So it's just like, yeah, people say, oh, my God, it's a super team. I'm just like, bro, relax. I mean, I mean, it's like it's like excessive, yes, but this ain't a Nets team. That's This Nets team ain't going to sweep their way through the like through the playoffs like the Heat were doing up until the finals. It ain't going to be that type of move. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't even yeah, think the Nets, definitely not I, the, Nets might, the Nets might not sweep the first round, whoever they play in the first round. Like, they'll – like they're probably gonna be like the two, like one, two season. So they're gonna get the seven, eight. They're gonna win that series, sure, but it's not gonna be a sweep. Like it's gonna go five games. I mean, yeah, because if we look at it now, they. And might... then when I said the Nets are like a product of, yeah, when I said the Nets are a product of the era that like that we're in nowadays in the NBA, it's like like it's like this. Like imagine if you got fans and media in your ear 24-7 talking about no matter how good you are, nothing matters 
nothing matters at all unless you get a ring. What's going to be the first thing? Like, what's going to eventually trickle through your mind? You got to get that ring. So when you got this mindset, what the like? What are you going to do in the? What are you going to try and do in the offseason? Get yourself in the best position to get that ring. That's what KD did in 2016 when he joined Golden State, and that's what KD did again when he joined when he joined Brooklyn. And Kyrie did this too. So really, fans and media can only blame Kevin so much for like so much for his uh, like so much for his free agency choices when they was the one that put the bug in his ear in the first place. Like like th- this is what y'all created. Like you got to realize that. And it's just like I've called this years ago. I said it's going to get to the point where the NBA is going to basically be like four to five teams where all like the all-time great top-tier superstars. But it's going to be only like four or five teams. The wrestling league is just going to try and play catch-up. That's literally what's happening. I can think about it. You have Brooklyn that has Katie, Kyrie, Harden. You have the Sixers that have Embiid and Simmons. You have the Lakers that now have Drummond, AD, LeBron, the Clippers, Kawhi, PG. Denver has Jokic and Murray. And now they have Aaron Gordon as well, who is a star in his own right. He's not a superstar, but, you know, he's definitely a notable name. And then Portland. They got Dame. Who, who, like, who else? Am I, I'm probably missing a few teams. I'm just going off the dome right now. I'm not even looking at my notes. I'm just going off the dome. But, like, yeah, my point is, We've come to the point in the NBA where all the top two, all the true genuine talent that's going to make a difference and actually, you know, weigh the balance of power is on like four teams, four to five teams. And then like before when it was spread out, you know, you had legit like four or five teams in each conference that could make it out the conference. Now it's legit. We're all basically expecting the finals to be Lakers versus Nets. And I'm pretty sure that's most of what was going to happen. Because I don't see a team in the East that's going to stop the Nets. I just don't see it. I, li- I literally yeah. just don't see it. Like, I'm looking at all the teams down the, in the conference, conference playoffs. Yeah. The only team that may even stand a chance, really, is, like, maybe, what, the Sixers? Because they have no one that can stop Embiid. And the Bucks because they have no one that can right. stop Giannis. That's the only two teams. And who's going to card Kevin Durant? Yeah, when the Sixers, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it's gonna be hard to stop KD. Right? But then, like again, like I said, it's gonna be hard to stop KD because he's gonna be the best player on the floor in all those series. So it's just like, so, like, yeah. like, like, and I don't even see those teams beating this. They're probably just gonna take the Nets to either Game Six or Game Seven. And one of the big seven, three, yeah, I can one, see of, the, and one of the big three is gonna have to kill a game. So it's just like, yeah, I don't see anyone in the East stopping the team. And then the Lakers, even though they might have a rough path, if they get everyone fully healthy, they get their mojo going. By the time the playoffs, I don't see really any Western team stopping them. Because you really think LeBron, AD, and Drummond's going to lose to Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley? That's not going to happen. Lose to the Suns? Not going to happen. The only team that may have a chance is is the Clippers. (laughs) And even the Clippers, I don't even see that because LeBron and, like, basically, yeah, Kawhi and and, you know, PG, you know, they're two top-tier players. But we've all seen PG shrink in the playoffs. He has to prove that he's not going to shrink. He has to prove he's not going to shrink. Because there's no way you're going to tell me that LeBron, AD, and Drummond are all going to have an off game. I don't see that. Especially they have Drummond, 
even though yeah, they they got um, they got a block, they got Serge Ibaka, and they got you know Vicky Shubak and Demarcus Cousins. None of them is gonna out rebound Andre Drummond. It's not gonna happen. Andre Drummond's literally a paint beast. He's gonna snag all the boards. The man averages five offensive rebounds a game. Five offensive rebounds. That's five extra possessions. You really think that the, the Clippers are really going to beat the Lakers in the five, seven-game series with a healthy LeBron, AD, and MB, and Drummond? Come on now. And they got Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell? Bro, what the hell, bro? What are you talking about? It's <laughs> just like that doesn't make any form of sense. So we're basically already predicting the – even though something could happen, you know, it's the NBA. Anything could happen. But we're basically getting ready for the finals to be Lakers versus the Nets. And we got to see what happens when that series happens. So, yeah, we kind of got to the point in the NBA where all the good players are going to stack up on the same team. Everybody's buddy-buddy now. They're going to call each other. But, hey, man, listen, come to my team. You know the All-Star game is just a big-ass recruiting game, bro. Come on now. We know the, we know how, we know how the game goes. Tampering. We know what LeBron does. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron was trying to recruit Curry. I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, I've heard about that. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, bro, I would even be mad if that happened. I, and, like, I'm at the point now, but like I said, the Brooklyn thing happening basically just shattered all kind of, like, all surprises. <laughs> because in any normal NBA basketball formity, you will not see KD, Kyrie, and James Harden on the same team. You just will not see it. It just will not happen. So, maybe two of wow. them. Maybe two <laughs> yeah. of them. All three on the same team? I mean, KD and James Harden, they played together, but yeah, like adding Kyrie, it's just like she. Yeah, like, and at the time they played again, neither of them was the superstar that they are now. Neither of them will have won it. They MVP. were, exactly. So it's just like now you're basically putting two former MVPs, two MVPs, and team. an MVP type player in Kyrie. He can play like an MVP type player and a player that's won a championship and stepped up in the biggest moment. So it's just like, yeah. that's mm-hmm. crazy. It's just that's absolutely nuts. So hold up, I'll be back. Continue the conversation. Oh, this man got called for to do some sun duties. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I agree though. Yeah, it's like the Nets, they really are like very like overpowered. Well, I would say overpowered, but like a very stacked team. And Kevin Durant all on the team. Top ten like players on like offensive NBA, so it's going to be hard to stop them. Um, and teams in it like team in the East definitely can't stop like either one of them. Like in like the seven century, at some point you're going to get tired of trying to guard all three of those players like when that squad. So it's going to be like very tough like seeing that um you know going forward that like to put up a scheme a defensive scheme seeing it for effect. We went like, from the, on that veto. We went from an NBA that vetoed Kobe Bryant and Chris Paul playing on the same team to guys like KD and Kyrie mm. and James Harden and Kevin Love and LeBron James exactly. playing on the same team. So, like, how times ridiculous. have changed? Just like, like literally, like yeah. So for the fact that that CP3 and like Kobe Bryant playing on the same team, there's no one's near as like you know. Sounds as crazy as you know, Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant on the same team. Yeah, yeah, it's but, crazy you, know they, how but they, you know they NBA did that because um, uh, remember, um, the Hornets at the time weren't owned by their owner. Now they were owned by the mm-hmm. league. 
because no one else had right, it. Right, right. Um, but uh, I mean, what 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 I don't like about this whole thing is how people are blaming Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant's team, and he's just like, I just think like yeah. we we complained about uh, most of us, yeah. Like James Harden started to join. Like James Harden, he pretty much did. Like you know what? Yeah, pretty much played copycat. So that was. <laughs> but really, you know, Boston started this. Games <laughs> and stuff like that. Paul yeah. Pierce, Ray Allen, everybody joined. Each no, other. It, it it goes all yeah, the way. Yeah, it's like to, people forget about like. Uh, it goes all the way back to uh, the eighties, like. Like oh. the Boston Celtics started this, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers started this. This is nothing new. It's just like these dream teams, yeah. These just put together these dream teams. That's when you need to win championships, though. It's like they're just being smart. It's like you play to win. It's like you know how to manage, so you're going to get all the talent you can get if you're able to make the moves. Why not? It's like exactly pretty much you're playing like play chess, not checkers. So, can't be mad at Kevin Durant. He went to Brooklyn. That was his decision. He wanted to get out of, like, you know, he won his championships in, with Golden State, fulfilled his legacy there, and he wanted, like, to, you know, go go to the East, try something new. And Irving saw opportunity, like, to go over to join, like, you know, Kevin Durant. He wanted out of Cleveland to put together, you know, he wanted to be in a winning situation. And James Harden was ready to be in a winning situation because these players are too good to not have, like, championships, and they're all trying to, like, you know, fulfill that ring, you know, in their career milestone. So you can't really blame them. It's like they're just playing the game how it's, like, just, you know, playing chestnut checkers. That's all it is. I can't – I'm not really mad. Like, really, I'm not really even mad at the this Brooklyn Nets team how I was mad at the Warriors team because with Kevin Durant with the Warriors, of course, that was a whole different situation. Like, he joined a super team, like, that beat him pretty much. So – but he went over to the Nets and – Pretty much built like build his own team for real, so um, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, and with that being said, this is just the NBA that we live in, bro. Like it, it is, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, we have to but, adapt to uh, like the new NBA, honestly. But yeah, so um, some interesting things with the draft happened. You know, since the last time uh. We were potting, and uh, one of those things that happened is the Eagles moved six spots down to 12 and switched with the Dolphins, who was at number three, but they moved back to 12 with San Fran. In the world? Oh, wow. This is – wait, this is like – break- This isn't breaking news. This happened over – Oh, the yeah. Oh, Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, this already happened. Yeah. yeah. Where mm-hmm. the Dolphins went from three to twelve, which was held by San Francisco. So now San Francisco has the third oh. pick, and then the Dolphins moved back up to six, where Philly was. Now Philly is picking twelve. Yep. Which just means that number one. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's days in San Francisco is numbered. They're probably going to 
choose either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Yeah. Number two, the Dolphins are definitely getting Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Tyler Pitts. I think Jamar Chase is gonna go to is gonna go to Cincinnati. But um well I want him to go to Cincinnati. And the Eagles, might make sense. Like he's like projected to go there. And the and the and the Eagles, y'all y'all are all in on well I wanna say all in, but y'all are gonna give Jalen Hurts a chance. That's what that tells me. And pretty much like us moving to number 12, just pretty much uh secures like pretty much um emphasizes that we're not going to QB in a draft, like we're thinking about going to number six. It's like, okay, are we confident in Jalen Hurts at number six? But now moving to 12, uh, first, of course, all the Eagles fans were overreacting, saying, Oh, why are we training down to 12 and everything? You know, why are we moving six spots down? But it could make sense now because like we got the number 12 pick, and now we got, I believe, the number 37 pick. So we went from like we have two first round picks. And this draft is stacked, like a very stacked draft class, one of the most stacked, stacked NFL draft class we've seen in a minute. So we we have an opportunity to get a lot of uh, talent. But, of course, it's Howie Roseman, his decision-making. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're going to make the common sense pick. But we we definitely have an opportunity to do something at 12 and number 37 because literally two first-rounders is hard. Like, first-round picks, it's hard to mess that up. So we're definitely going to try to get, like, pick. another – most likely another top offensive – yeah, second round pick. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, second round pick. But yeah, you know, but it's like still like a good second round pick, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like still pretty good. Yeah, it's early, early second round. But yeah, it's like um, early first rounder. We still have an opportunity to get some of that 12, like an offensive player. I'm not sure if we're trying to go like, uh, you know, we're thinking about going to cornerback too, but like, uh, hopefully we don't go cornerback because we definitely need a receiver. If we do any, we get a good cornerback at uh, like 37, like in a second round, though. Yeah. So hopefully we can do something at like, uh, like um like 12 for some odd reason they're saying like Devontae Smith uh-huh. is gonna drop down as well but I just can't see him dropping down like I can't see him like dropping down that far at all I really don't but uh, you know, it's really not a lose situation for Philly like we have an opportunity like yeah all I have to say oh yeah what you about to is, say? Ty- is Tyler Pitts better get picked up in, in, in between picks four through nine or else I am going to be having the biggest anxiety attack <laughs> because I do not, and I mean I do not want to be faced with the uh, should we get Tyler Pitts and hit a home run and be cute, or should we be smart and get that damn corner from Alabama named Patrick Sertan the second? And if we get and if we get Tyler Pitts, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to love Tyler Pitts, but I'm going to be mad. Y'all talk about the, draft, the NFL draft, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was just trying to yeah. keep up and catch up on everything. Um, What did y'all discuss when I was going? Because I was going for like 20 minutes. <laughs> we, basically, like, we, like basically, we basically have been talking about the draft like the last few minutes. Okay, y'all have been holding it down, holding it down. Yeah, um, the, uh, NFL. Oh, yeah, we we see you doing, uh, James, about the super teams in the NBA, how we just have to adapt to, like, the new NBA and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like that's the new culture, it. man. It's just what can mm-hmm. we do about it? <laughs> you know, superstars are going to team up. They're going to leave these 
small market teams, these small market teams are basically fucked. Like, let's just be honest, bro. Like, they're, they're not completely fucked because, you know, Giannis decided to stay. That kind of, like, fully... If Giannis would have yeah, left... Yeah, that was good for the NBA. If Giannis would have left and ended up in, like, Miami, like everyone was saying, bro, yeah, small market teams would have just been morally fucked. Like, oh. it just would have been over. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's not even fair at this point. It would have been 100% over. All right. We've, we, we, we've really been diving deep, heavy into these topics, been in these quick hitters, which yeah, is good. Sure. But um, I wanted to talk about, I know, did you guys hear about the Uber Eats driver that died in D.C. like last week? Yeah, that was ridiculous, bro. Yeah. And these carjack, like, let's just talk about the carjackings in general in D.C. Yeah, like, I don't general, know what's yeah. going on. It's like they spiked up. It showed a, a, a stat from how last year, like before this pandemic happened from January uh, 2020 to March, Mm -hmm. I was barely really any carjacks in D.C. and how it just like skyrocketed to like the hundreds like already this year from January to now. It's been like over 120 some like carjackings. And that's due to like the pandemic, you know, more kids being at home and everything like, you know, not at school and everything, learning from home. So these kids are bored, like, you know, trying themselves, like just doing reckless stuff, like just sneaking on people's cars. That's why I'm kind of happy. Like I refuse to drive, have to go drive into the city if I don't have to, because it's. It's wild, bro. And now, of course, they look, do it, did it as like, you know, oh, we're joking around everything, you know, we're bored, you know, it's like, like comedy, but now, but it's it's ridiculous how, like, literally just like, now a man is dead as a result of this because two yeah. teams are being reckless and being, like, dumb. You really, it's something, something weird is going on, honestly. So, yeah, it's really unfortunate. We, we live in a yeah, crazy bro. world, man. People losing their marbles, like, what are you know. Doing? We've been yeah, we've been in COVID for over a year. People losing themselves, man. Don't know what to do. It's just, it's just a crazy world we live in. You know, it's just like you, you know, just being alive, just got to be thankful to the Lord, Lord Almighty. You just being alive, you know, you got a house over your head. You got a job. Mm-hmm. You got a car. You got all this. It's just no matter like, what it's like, bro. It's like, yeah, be grateful what you have. Count your blessings. Name them one by one, bro. Like, <laughs> like you could be one of yeah. these people on the streets losing their mind because, you know, they lost their house or lost exactly. a family member due to COVID, you know, or mm-hmm. a whole bunch of situations, man. It's, it's crazy. Like, I always right. will say I appreciate everything I have because I know there's so many people. Over 500,000 people are dead because of this thing bro it's crazy and that's probably what we know it's probably higher bro because you know they're not going to report every death every case yeah nothing and uh, not everything goes we reported know, we know we know uh, what mm-hmm. it might be yeah. seven hundred and fifty thousand people dead eight hundred thousand people dead because of this thing it's it's just crazy nearly a million people are dead from this thing bro it's crazy so just like saying that's why i will always give currently towns my respect because he lost his mom he lost other family members to COVID, and that man even caught COVID himself, and is still playing, and he is soldiering on, bro. Nothing but respect. I may clown the Timberwolves, but I'm not clowning Carthy Towns. I will never clown him. Hell no. He deserves. He's one of the most underrated. He's going through so much. Yeah, he's gone through he's so much in the past year, bro. And the fact you know you've not heard him come out and start whining and complaining and been depressed. Respect. He's just been. Staying strong and keeping going, bro. So, Doing what he loves, man. God, Godspeed to yeah. that brother, bro. Real, real right. shit. This, this is it's bigger than just basketball. It's bigger than the court, man. This, this is life right here, man. So it's just like, yeah, like people are just literally losing their minds, man. Like carjacking, all the crazy stuff. And then now, actually, it's funny thing. Good, you guys, we're going to dive into this. Basically, now the whole case about the officer that basically had his knee 
on George Floyd's neck has come to Oh, I've seen that video. And uh, now, basically, we're waiting on the decision whether he's going to get convicted or not. I've seen our witness video about that, though. Uh, when that man was talking about what he uh, heard, when the mm-hmm. um, police officer said to George Floyd, yeah, it's, man, it's crazy, though. But they're trying to, like, paint the witness as, like, an angry black man. This is crazy what the justice system is trying to do, just, like, to discredit what we clearly saw in video. Like, yeah. because the man, like, used obsessive force, like, and intentionally, like, made this man pass out, like, George Floyd. So, yeah, that witness video, it was really trying to, like, paint the witness as, like, an angry black man saying, okay, so, like, what did you see? What were you saying to the officer? Were you trying to antagonize the officer and everything? It's like, why are you trying to, like, justify, you know, get up, like, what the officer did? Come on. It's ridiculous. But the I said it. Us. I said it in the group chat. I know you guys remember. I would not be surprised if this man gets scot-free. Because, remember, George, Sim- George Zimmerman got free. Uh, <laughs> and you already well, know uh, history repeats itself. History repeats itself, man. Like, th- this is what always happens. It's like, what would the witness like? We hope we hope for the best. We expect the worst because the worst always happens. Yeah, that witness and everything. It's gonna keep happening. It's like we don't hold them accountable. It's ridiculous. That's why people say defund the police, because like we're not saying get rid of them, but like we we hold them accountable, but local, state, and federal governments, they don't hold them accountable. Yeah, they don't hold them accountable. Yeah, those are the ones that need to hold them accountable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they need to like you know, that's what we're saying. Like, you know, we're all saying defund them because the police officers just like have all this equipment and like they're trained, but yet they can't do their jobs properly. It's to the point where they don't need to be like a police officer if they have to like they have all this fear where like they have to use obsessive force where they job. have nine thousand yeah like nine thousand like dollars worth of like protective protective equipment and you have unarmed people who are never like really posing you claim like oh my life felt in danger and everything like come on now you're a police officer no one's like really gonna just straight up like blatantly like just shoot you or, like just do something like how is your life feeling that in danger where you feel so you need to press your knee down on like a man's neck for like all these like all this time and everything like clearly the man is like not responsive and you're just come on you're literally just gouging your knee into his neck like that's just straight up evil bro like like what's going on in your head like that's that was intentional if he gets away with this i i don't i don't get it man no matter what and now they're trying to say oh george ford of course he's a black man they're trying to pay all the best everything you know he did this and that oh yeah like, bro, literally, like, he got, a police officer got called in for, all this started from a fake $20, like, a fake $20 bill, and come to find out, the $20 bill wasn't even fake on top of that. Like, literally, like, they, they came out later, the bill wasn't even fake. The dude that called in mistakenly said it was fake. Like, so, I I, I don't know. It, it's just, it, they just find a reason just to try to, like, you know, use this force, like, to continue to oppress. It's very, like, scary. Yeah, the system was made to oppress yeah. black people and just yeah. like so I don't think it's a way with this. I mean, yeah, in these movies and everything, these yeah, TV basically. shows exposes the system. They really does shows how crooked and like the system is, and there's a lot of hush money that goes on and stuff like that. You can just pay off the judge and everything. It's just messed up, man. You, like you just don't know who's the in thing. Whose I pocket. can't stand. This, no is morals the, at all. this is the stuff that I really can't stand. I hate how the media always has to kind of like breakdown it has to always you the fun the fame the character of the black man 
Like it's always, oh, you know, he was drunk, you know, he was on drugs, you know, you know, he shot somebody, you know, he beat somebody up before this happened. You know, I'm like, bro, why does that matter when all that matters to speak of the context? A man was unjustly killed. I don't give a fuck what he did before. We're focusing on he was unjustly killed. He had a knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes. I don't give a fuck what the man did before. You're a police officer, an officer of the law. You are literally taught to disarm and take down people without using excessive force. But no, you decided. And note how they all note how they're always real good at doing that when it's a white person shooting up schools and other buildings. Right. But I don't understand it. Oh, you know, and you know, he he wasn't mentally stable. But that's not an issue. Oh, he came oh, and he was a troubled teen. Oh, so like, he like, came Burr. and shot up a church of innocent bystanders. There's like, no right. excuse to try to claim, oh, you know, he wasn't in the right state of mind. You know, he was fucked up in the head. You know, his parents abused him. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I just want to say, I just want to say that today I had a really bad day. And I think I'm going to go take my nine and just go shoot a bunch of white people at the park. <laughs> you know, it's like... And, you know, uh, I'm fucking pissed off today. You know, the next person I'm going to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, I'm going to take my aggression whoa, on whoa, someone that doesn't down, deserve it. I'm going to just say this and leave, it, and leave it alone until... I don't even, I don't even really want to say it, but it is what it is. Hey man, say your shit, bro. Just do it on the podcast, man. We I'm gonna, just leave, for you I'm gonna just leave it like this. Sometimes an eye for an eye works. Hey, they'll calm down. Look up Black hey, Panther. Look mean? up the history of the Black uh, Panther. Uh, you know what? The Black Panther. You know what? The Black Panther. It's understood how to be explained. Look it up, man. Look it up, people. You already know. Sometimes you watch Snowfall. Like, yeah, you know about the Black Panthers. Yeah, bro. You watch Snowfall. Mm-hmm. They mentioned the Black Panthers a lot. Mm-hmm. It's my show. Who, by the way, out. were a non-violent group that non-violent. only, like, yeah, that only got violent, violent out of self-defense. Yeah. It went to Mac- 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 That's what Malcolm X, you know, like Malcolm X said, by any means necessary, you know, it was like, you hit us, we hit back. And like, that's what Malcolm X still the one. You know, pretty much he wasn't rocking. Like, <laughs> that's literally where Malcolm X still the one, and that's where his legacy like, got basic, followed. Basically, yeah. basically, the Black Panthers were a terrorist group as I am to the NBA. Basically, yeah, you basically said the perfect comparison, but yeah, it's just like, like, come on, bro. Like, I think what needs to happen in order to actually make things better, they need to make it harder for someone to become an officer of the law because there's no way you could learn and memorize and stick the law in your head in just a few months. Literally, yeah, six months. Yeah, only a half year. For six months. They have to hold them accountable like they would hold a civilian accountable. Exactly. For Don't give them no Because it's still human beings at the end no of the day. Pass. Yeah, they're still a human being. Like, still, like, immunity. they had attentions. Yeah, bro. Like, the badge and a gun, that's the problem. It's like, they have a badge and a gun. They feel as though they're, like, there's these super, you know, these, you know, these, like, super heroes or, like, villains or whatever. Like, they're just, like, not human. They're just, like, invincible. It's like, no, bro. That gun and the badge, you know. You still have like some very like crazy intentions behind that. Yeah, and just like I don't know how the justice said. system is not seeing that. Yeah, like you yeah. didn't step on an ant, you killed a person. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And cold blood. Cold blood. Yeah, unarmed person. On camera. Like on camera. On camera. Yep. I caught on camera, bro. Like, and it wasn't just him. There was three other officers 
holding around him, him holding him down exactly. like one man it's like how many people does it take all wearing that's like that's like speaking of protective equipment dollars and dollars worth of like equipment and everything it's like it takes all of y'all to stop one man it's like this dude has a gun and all this other stuff it's like on the ground he's face down like first of all if a man is on the ground face down it's like not even self-defense like you have no reason to touch him bro right, got the it's best like of you shouldn't even be touching a man at all that means he's down it's like if you're, if you're back if a man's back is to you bro like the officer doesn't have to touch him. That means you don't pose a threat if your back is just turned to you. No reason of shooting him. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes no sense why you're just like really just kneeing have your knee on top of this like neck. So it's just kind of evil. It makes perfect sense. Is. They was trying to kill him, and they <laughs> man, they, these just, feds to be we're tired of it, bro. Like us, mm-hmm. like the Black Lives Matter is it's tired of it. Like we're tired, bro. Like every we're, we're all tired. Man. Like, yeah. And they're gonna keep doing yeah. it. They're gonna keep doing it until they can't do it no more. Yeah. So this crazy. summer, bro, we're gonna see more protests for sure. Like, you oh, know, no, 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 last yeah. summer the protests were crazy. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be more. And you know, because... I really want to be a part of these protests. Like, I want to go down to like, especially when the hopefully these protocols get safer. I really want to do like, you know, go on one of these like these marches and everything, and actually be out there in, you worry about in DC because really just stand up, you know. But nah, you... bro, I ain't worry about the program. I'm just it's saying, bro. You already be out there, bro. <laughs> yeah. the sad the sad thing about these protests, Wait, what are you saying? It's not going to do anything. These protests are not going to do absolutely nothing, bro. They've shown, yeah. they've shown that they don't care what we say. We can yeah. chant, scream, right. run, all types of dumb shit. We could do all all this. Ah, uh, uh, how about the law? Abuja, <laughs> whatever gibberish I can think of. <laughs> like you can do, you can literally do all that. But not hold all the signs, hold all the signs, scream all the noise, get the loudest blow horn you can. But you can have the whole city of DC hearing your voice. Nothing is going to change. Yep, they've proved. Mary Bowser, so, honestly, like I think I think that these man. marches and these riots and these the, all this stuff should just stop. Because it's, they, it's been last summer, just last summer, summer 2020 proved that our word doesn't mean shit. We if live you want to riot, if you want to riot something, riot a police right. Like, because what I don't want to happen, I don't want- Why people, you run up in a target, bro? I don't want people resorting to doing violence in their own community. Yeah, the riots going to make some of these- but that's, that's what happened. Yeah, that's I'm not going to violence at all. Yeah, that, that, that's what happened right. last year, and that's what messed everything up. People were destroying whole communities for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and they got, nothing, they got nothing accomplished. Out of it. Yeah, it's really. They're, they're doing it for personal gain, honestly. That's why it's like, okay, yeah, those ones, I'm just- at all. No. No. It's like, come on, y'all just like had the time to win with Black Lives Matter. It was some like anti fascist people just literally yeah. doing like, it for the personal gain. People who were there and, and stuff, like people who were actually there and taking part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, they were just there to steal shit. Yeah, literally, they were there just to finesse. See, that's the time. They was like, like it's like, like you said, Mark. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised though, because I seen it on social media, bro. Mm. Yeah. Bro, when I seen that, when I seen a dude break inside like a weed dispensary, I'm like, bro, what is breaking inside a weed dispensary? And people tried to justify it. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? doing, bro? <laughs> he, he, bro? He posted on Twitter. I'm like, bro, come on. Broke a I whole understand the protest. Like, bro, I understand the like, protest. How, that was like, that's not protesting. Right. Like, it, on, didn't, it made it worse. Like, come on, bro. Like, you made us look uh, bad. We do that. Right. Yeah, like you're breaking the law, bro. Like, you're self-incriminating yourself by posting on Twitter. Like, like posted the pictures and all of that. It's like, post yourself stealing drugs. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah, you do better. Big facts. Oh we we just have to do better, man. Like I said, that's why this guy keep America in prayer, bro. Because I'm telling you, 
if this man Derek Shavian Shufuin, whatever his name is, if he does not get Colin has a name. <laughs> if his, if he does not get convicted, if he gets scot free, I'm scared. I'm scared about what America's gonna do. I'm re- I'm actually scared because mind Whoa. you, when George Floyd first died, people were burning everything. People all over the country were just losing their mind. Can you imagine what's gonna happen if this man goes scot free? First thing, bro, 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 first thing. Said, bro, all I gotta say is, all I gotta say, if the Capitol building could get breached, that I've been really concerned about. Right, that. Yeah, one bro. of the most secure oh. buildings in the world. Imagine how we are just sitting in our houses. If the most secure building in the world can get breached and like pass law enforcement, it was like a riot of people. If they can get past that and they can get away with like knocking over police officers, not even getting shot, bro. Imagine what anybody can just walk up in our like communities. Like, you know, we see it with the clan that passed, just like. You no know, cause mayhem and stuff like trials, bro. And they tried it too that day or whatever. Of course, the people in DC there was a rock and no, they like turned around fast. But some of those Trump like supporters, they were in like the some of the neighborhoods in DC. But people were like, nah, bro, you in the wrong neighborhood. You know, go somewhere with that Trump flag and everything. Get out of our neighborhood. We ain't having it. They already tried it, and you know they're gonna try it again, bro. Because like these, they're already enabled, and like they already mark these dates down and stuff like that. It's like they do not give up. Yeah, bro. It's like to the point. It's not even like even. It's more than just politics. It's to the point where it's like Trump has like literally a cult now and he he's not going away. There are, these people are not going away, these racist people. Because the show is never about politics. They're just straight up racist, bro. It was never like, about politics. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a, trying to like, just trying to this cause this evolution racism. now, bro. Racism. Yeah, just trying to like make this evolution come back and Trump has just caused them, these, them to come out and try to like just bring and make bring America like, like the whole go backwards slogan, and past. The whole slogan, yeah, bro. America great again. It's like you're trying to bring back the old times. Trying to bring back Jim Crow and all this stuff. Well, like, you, well, you can just run up in black people's houses. And this man Trump, it literally said that. He literally said yeah. like when he won his first he's like, man, I missed the good old day. Like I, that was his first speech bro, after winning the election. Like literally, go back. Like I, I want everybody listening. Go back and find the speech that Trump said right after he won, because it was on Twitter the next day. It was crazy. The five minutes of dialogue he spit, bruh, was some of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. So the thing now, like I said, just come back to the current day, 2021, if this man gets away scot-free, all I'm going to say is God save us all because I don't know what the heck is going to happen. If people people went crazy just for George Floyd dying, can you imagine how crazy they're going to go if this man the guy that the officer that had his knee on his neck gets away mm-hmm. scot free. No one playing video. One video. It's a whole lot of chaos. Bruh. You thought you thought the target in like Minneapolis getting looted was bad? Oh my goodness! Imagine Bruh, the city of Minneapolis in general. You think you worry about some little small target? Imagine the other businesses in the city in general. Oh my god! That whole state now. Bruh, no, like what you saw with St. Louis, like with the uh, with Michael Brown, like yeah, sh- mm-hmm. it's it's. Like that look like a movie in real life. Like you're gonna. But they're gonna have the they're gonna have the whole army around that. Yeah, home. but they're gonna prepare for that. Wow. They're gonna make it work. They're gonna try to like hopefully not employ martial law, but yeah, they're gonna like get the military, bro. Yeah, Probably like, like try to employ martial law, yeah, to stop them. Like they're the, not gonna let like, the civilians do anything. They're gonna bring the whole like yes, like yeah, the whole military, bro. The U.S. Army, all <laughs> like they literally. They will. Yeah. They, they don't. They don't want anything to happen to that cop. They're not protecting the yeah. city. They're protecting that cop. Yeah, because they, they do know that with if the, he yeah. gets away with no conviction, people are gonna try and kill him. Why you? Why you think Zimmerman is still alive? Bro? Exactly. 
The man is protected, bro. And they're gonna have all the money. Yeah, they're gonna do all the money protect mm-hmm. bro. You think of that man with walking scot free, still living his record civilian life? You think he'd still be breathing? You really no. think so? Oh, no, no. The day later, one day later, he would have been done, bro. They would have killed day. that man three days later. They would have came and got him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have caught him on the street. They would have just came and got him. Like, bro, it's this stuff is scary, bro. Like, these I'm guys are sure. being protected. Clearly, yeah, you know you what you did too. It's like, come on, it's really crazy how you could feel so unsafe and so not cared for in the country you live in. For United States of America, the greatest country in the world, you know, the land of the free, the land of the opposite. Like, bro, please, no, 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 it's the land of opportunity. I mean, it it is, yeah, it is. Like, that's not cap, that's not cap, but it's just the land of equalness and fairness is not there. Being black in America is different. That's all I got to say. Like, being black in America, bro, yeah, it's different, man. Like, but we all got to watch our back, bro. Yeah. Because you got to like, pray every day when you step out the house, bro. That's all. Honestly, bro, because you just never know. Because, like, you can be an innocent know. dude and you just – and you honestly, can be, like, seen as a target, like, be seen as a threat because you look a certain way or, like – because that's the thing. Like, us black men, like, we're powerful in, like, the America and we, we're seen as a threat every day. So, yeah, bro, you just really got to watch our, like, watch our back. Honestly. I feel like really. every black person should know the law. Mm-hmm. First of all, try to travel alone when you're in certain areas and have your gun license. I feel like it's just necessary. At this that's point, just as the standard, bro. These it's days is necessary. Yeah, it's like, it's point walking, you can't be like, walking around yeah. with no protection and by yourself, bro. I'm sorry. You just got to touch yourself these days. It's sad it's coming to the point, though. You should never want to do that, but it's like, really, it's come to this point and it's sad. Like, it's an extra step of protection, though. So, and that's not, and that's anywhere you at. I'm yeah. not just talking about like anybody who's living like in low income houses. I'm talking about you live in the fucking suburbs. Oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. It's proof. Yeah. You, you need to be carrying yourself the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hold that same energy. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch your neighbors who might be Trump supporters. You gotta watch the police yeah. out there. People are always after you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but say so you see like these uh, athletes and everything, like even some of these athletes, they say in their own neighborhoods, living in these big houses. I forgot the baseball player's name. Uh, Evan or Darian may know his name, but uh, I'll try. Evan's not even one here, but yeah, uh, I um, guy he played on a um Red Sox at one point. He said in his uh neighborhood and somewhere in California, I think in Malibu somewhere, where um his neighbors like called like claim it's like a barber or like a burglar at his house, thinking he's like robbing someone's house, but that's literally where he lives. It's like you know what is this like? Black man doing like living in this big house and the everything whole, in this rich neighborhood, yeah, and everything. And I don't think he's even like fully black. Of course, like he's makes even like more significant. It's like he's black. I think he's also like has some uh, Dominican in him, I believe. Yeah, and also, oh, David like, Ortiz. What is it? Yeah, David. Yeah, like talking about how he um yeah uh in his own neighborhood. I'm just like neighbors literally call the police saying think he's he's breaking into someone's house. I'm like, bro, you can have all the icon. Like Jay Z made that song say, "Still nigga, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have, like you can still be oppressed, like you can still be seen as like a threat, or just always have to watch your back, bro. You can still be discriminated against. So yeah, just really just gotta watch out, man. Like honestly, just being like yeah. a person of color in America, it's not easy. You know. Mm-mm. All right, let's go to the Q and A top part for our guest. Uh, let's wait for this man Ronnie to get back, and then I like how this one's been flowing though, though, like you know, quick. Straight to the point. Like yeah, man. Episode, I like bro. Like and we started late, though, but, like, it's still a good, you know, a little over two hours, not too long. I like this, man. 
Yeah, not freaking yeah. almost three hours. Remember that one part? Three hours. <laughs> Joe Rogan status. Bruh. Hey, bro. And so we hit that Joe Rogan status. We can start making that a norm. Make five hour episodes a norm like Joe. Bruh, Rogan. That five hour episode, Crazy, bro. So bro. I'm gonna need a drink. I'm gonna need some food. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna need everything. Uh, that's gonna be crazy. Like, no, the funny thing is, bro, if we didn't stop what we did with Sly last week, bro, we would have just kept talking. I had to cut it, bro. It was like on and on. Yeah, that's how good it was, man. Yeah, it was. It was getting crazy, bro. Like we, we were literally just talking. Like I was like, bro, I was literally. I had the time. I was like, bro, it's been like two hours and like forty minutes. If we keep right. going, this is gonna go over three hours. And I was getting tired, bro. I was like, bro, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah, whenever this man come back, we're gonna do Q and A, asking about his journey as an artist and everything. But um, yeah, man, it's we live in a crazy country, man. The best best we can do is just play. That that's the best thing you could do at this point because it's just like trying to hope for a system that's built to work against you, but to built to work against people like me and you. And if our skin tone is kind of like. <laughs> what what is there to say? What is there to do? And I just feel for the girl that was the one that recorded the whole thing. Like, I can only imagine how traumatizing that was. To see a man literally get killed right before your eyes. Yeah, right in front of you, bro. Like, someone's just losing a life. Like, like literally, literally see the life come out like, this man's eyes. Like, this man was screaming for his dead mama. It's not like it was, was even, like, an accident her. on top no, of that. It's like somebody, like, getting, like, mur- like just, like, yeah, tortured in front of you, like, suffering in front of you. It's just... You gotta pray you for it. You're gonna have PTSD, I believe. Yeah, she got to be protected, man. That, that, and like I said, she was like 17. You can't really like recover from that. Can you imagine yeah. that? Exactly. Man, where does man Ronnie go? <laughs> this man stepped off on us, bro. <laughs> Evan's connection messed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah the like internet, that. the the Zoom. It, isn't a gloomy night, yeah. Yeah, bro, it was. was. Mine was too, though. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck, bro? Like, I had to go look at my internet router. I was like, bro. My internet good. Perfect. <laughs> I bet Devon man is back. Alrighty. That's all. All right. So now we about to hit the Q and A for you, brother. Um, I'm gonna start it off. What inspired you to start making music? Oh man, I always liked it. Like I was one of those kids who watched One Hundred Six and Park more than I watched cartoons. I did both, but like I was always fascinated by it. I was just always listening to different music, whether it was just rap or R and B, soul music, funk music, all of it. I just loved it. Um, throughout my childhood, I didn't really mess with rap like that. I listened to it, but I wasn't like trying to rap or anything. And I think the thing was we around as kids trying to freestyle, and then. I did a rap battle in middle school. I lost, I lost it, and it, and it, it inspired me for the bug in me. And I just kept writing stuff. I wanted to beat the guy. I never did beat him, by the way. He beat me twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you win something. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, there's a lesson though, bro. Take it as a lesson. <laughs> yeah. So I was like writing, writing. Left alone again. Went high, went to high school. Went to a rap battle off the random, lost it again. I like Dang. shit. But um, anyways, I would I used to like leave my, the cafeteria during lunchtime and go up in the library. We would just have ciphers like 
it'll be like a bunch of us just having cyclists in the library, which is like probably the worst place to have freestyle battles at. But anyway, we started doing that. We started in the cafeteria. Like I was freestyle in front of the whole fucking cafeteria. That's how that's how into it I was getting. And after a while, don't tell me you wanted to do some standing to the top of the table and you just started going crazy, bro. Oh my and, god. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, somebody be on I remember those days. Even, my, even the gym teacher was like, Ryan, I heard you, I heard you be rapping, man. I was like, you know, that's what they say. He was like, let me hear something. <laughs> I spit for my teacher. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you're really good. All right, all right. <laughs> and yeah, man, like I remember in band class, not band class, it was um, music technology. When it was just like teaching us how to use different digital audio workstations. The first time I even heard Logic, if you know what Logic Pro is. Mm -hmm. But I started messing with that, and I started messing with like lighting and sound in the auditorium for like different stage plays and stuff. And he, and the guy, the teacher, he fucked me heavy. So he would give us the keys to like the music room. So we would take the loudspeakers and just play beats over it. And we would just, spit like the entire period of the class so look like just imagine a good hour and a half we just rapping in a classroom that yeah, sounds like the, that's a really good class yeah it was man but until it got hot and everybody found out about it and we you know we got hmm. trouble for that <laughs> i never could leave alone man every time i try to leave it yeah just, always comes to win <laughs> yeah So, uh, tell me about how it was your first time, like, really performing in front of, like, a big group of people. I was nervous as shit. Come on, bro. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that shit is mesmerizing. Like, um, my, was my hands were shaking. But where like, were you? Uh, you mean, like, my first time performing on stage or just in general? Yeah. Just like on like on stage. Oh, the first time I've been on stage before, like just going Arnold and Chris and all of them. Shout so out. I was comfortable. I was comfortable being on stage at that point. I was just never rapping myself. So one day I went up there by myself. I didn't go with them. I just went on my own and brought um two guys with me. So I just brought them with me for support or whatever. Cause they they wanted to tag along anyway. And I just went up there and just did my thing. And it, it felt natural. That's all right, man. That's all right. That's cool, bro. Yeah, man. And so I just kept doing it after that. But like I always get nervous before going on stage. Even to even right. to now. So how do you uh combat that nervousness? Huh? So how do you like combat the nervousness? Like how do you how do you ground yourself before you before you go on? You don't. You just embrace it. <laughs> oh man, this man, this man Lonnie said, listen, you know what? I'm not gonna feed into that energy. I'm just gonna go out there and do what I gotta do. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, man. Like I'm nervous, but I can't let that stop me. I like it. I like it. It's just um, like when you're approaching a girl and you and like she bad and she pretty, whatever you want to go talk to. Like, 
you don't know what the fuck you're gonna say, but you still have a little bit. I mean, you're right. I mean, what's the worst yeah, you can what, say? No. What's the worst you can right, say? What? You don't ask. You, it's the answer no anyway, so you might as well take your chances. Yeah. I have nothing to it lose, is. for real. And then it's like, no, it could you, be a lucky day. <laughs> once right, you go honestly. over there, you can't go back. Exactly. So it's the same concept. And the faster but, uh, you do it, the better. If you think about it, you're going to, you know, start thinking about it. Got everything to gain, honestly. Nothing to lose, but everything to gain. That's how you got to look at it. So you think too much about it, you're just going to talk yourself out of it. So when you feel nervous, you just got to go and do it. That's a good way to put it. That's why whenever, like, I go because if I wait too long to watch anybody else, I'm be trying to perfect it and I'm just be thinking too much into it. And I don't even be feel like going there. You know? The only time I went up like last on stage, I went up there and forgot all the lyrics to the song. Damn. Oh, Yikes. <laughs> just immediately, which is crazy because before I got up there, I could recite the whole song easily. But it was just that nervousness. Yeah, that just reminds me like when you sit when you have to take a test and you know all the answers to the test, you know all the material. But then when you sit down in that chair, man, and that pen and paper in front of you, bro, whoo, palms go so you like you mind just so like damn fuck. What was that shit? Yeah, man, that's the worst feeling, man. You just get stuck. Just looking at you. Right. Whole room quiet. And they always you speaking, you just like, damn. <laughs> shit crazy but yeah go ahead Dan I know you had another question yeah I got a I got a I got a couple alright so straying away from music um I love what you have been doing over the last like month and a half or so oh, yeah. where what you did on Black History Month where every day yeah. you you had Black History Facts now it's Women's Month and now you have well, well, Women's History Month Facts yeah. So how did so what made you what made you do that? Cause bro, it, it it's actually really good. Um, what made me do it was uh, like nobody's celebrating Black History Month. That's what I was thinking to myself. Like I go on Instagram and I just go on the internet. It's not really shit about it. And then like when I was being taught in school about Black History, all they really talked about was Martin Luther King. And they just went straight to slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what the fuck about everything else? All they, mm. all they really talk about was slavery. Some, sometimes they mention Malcolm X, but they mention him very, very little. They didn't even talk about Malcolm X. I learned about him outside of school. Just, I don't like to talk about Malcolm X because what he stood for. It's That's like, true, yeah, the, the like, violence. Yeah, yeah, they don't want the kids Malcolm X is too much for kids, yeah, bro. Yeah, they didn't even mention him, but we just knew about him anyway. And they didn't even tell you everything about Martin Luther King. I to tell you about the I Have a Dream speech and then... Yeah, that- Basically, when he's died. That's basically all this. They don't even tell you about all the other great speeches and all the other great things he Exactly. It was very broad. Like, it was little to nothing. All they said, Martin Luther King got a holiday. I had a dream speech. Next chapter. We're doing Genghis Khan next. And that was it. Now, they didn't talk about him going to Morehouse College and all that. They didn't talk about nothing. accomplishments. Yeah. What? It's It's like so much. Like, there's so much, like, Black history we can celebrate, but yet... They just always like to talk about some of the bro, negativity bro, in Black history, America, but like yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they want like talk about the negativity. Always remind us about you know we're, about you know a, a bad past with slavery. And That's why they're like so that. scared they of us, wanna, bro. Like, yeah, they want to talk about our accomplishments during Black History Month. That's why 
it's like good thing we got the whole month because like as I learned to start off as a week and now it's a whole month, but it needs to be celebrated like throughout every single day because literally in America, like yeah, African Americans built literally this land for free off like hate and like you know just pure hatred for free and got like beaten for it. So we like and we invented a lot of stuff too when after the land was built, we're responsible for so many like essential essential stuff today. Like we're the That's... reason why like society's like moving half the way. Like we built so many essentials, like inventions. Like, come on now. It's like we're not and our credit doesn't want to be highlighted for it. Like if we get credited, it's not gonna be highlighted. So yep. yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and they a lot of them wasn't even getting credit for the stuff they was doing. So now the white man took credit for, you know, they yeah. did it. Matter of fact, for example, Jack Daniels, like you exactly. know, alcohol, hey, for example, example bro, yes. you know, Jack Daniels, the black man was the one that made that that found yep. whiskey or whatever, but you mm-hmm. know, Jack Daniels. A slave owner, like you could put his name on it, you know, and to credit for it though. But a black man, literally, ones that got the recipe, like you know, was the one doing all the like the making all like the ingredients and everything, all the dirty work for the, you know, the name. Pretty much all Jack Daniels did was just you know put his name on it. But which they did come out and actually, I believe, a couple years ago, they actually uh, gave the man credit. You know, came out with a month saying, okay, we're going to give uh, the man who came who actually made the Jack Daniels whiskey, you know, this uh, enslaved person, yeah. You know, gave him the credit and everything. Like, gave him, uh, I think, believe put his name on a bottle. So, and yeah. highlight how Jack Daniels, you know, was was another slave, you know, racist slave owner, I hate to say it. But of course, we love our whiskey so much. Of course, a lot of the stuff us African Americans like these days is, is owned by some racist, you know, things. But yeah, like, yeah, just like, that's just one example, though. African Americans are responsible for like all the little things you see. It's like, so we need to be celebrated more and more every day. And like, just appreciated, like more appreciated, and it's just crazy how it's just still oppressing everything. But yeah, we're the one that really built this land, and yeah, and that's why I was like, "There's some good credit," you know, how you're actually highlighting all of this on Snapchat and everything. And keep dropping the facts though, because you we need that platform. And like Women's History Month and African American History Month, it needs to be highlighted like every like throughout the whole year. So keep it up, man. Keep coming up with facts because it's facts for like days, bro. Yeah, I know you read a lot of books for a fact, man. Like for for sure, I know you do. For sake, it's facts. Shit. I just yeah. read a bunch of articles online and just kept. I like I'll find somebody that mm-hmm. seems interesting. And I just keep reading about them and watch YouTube videos about them, and just right. just try to match them together to see if all that shit was factual. Yeah, knowledge is power, though. Yep, because you know, should we have to fight for our right to even like do research? Damn, one is even read because you know, once we get research, bro, you know how dangerous we are. Like once we get like once you gain knowledge. And once you come together, it's, it's so like cool. we're naturally, bro. Like we're natural, like you know, click. Like we really are, bro. It's you know, cliche. we have power. It's we're trying to play for our intelligence, but <laughs> knowledge it, it really is power, bro. Like not just in history, like in general, knowledge is power. Like mm-hmm. people who run the world right now, that's because they know shit that other people don't know. Nope. Like, and I just want to say women play a huge part in black history, if not the biggest. Actually, no, I want to say they play the biggest part in black history, which is kind of why I did Women's History Month. It made perfect mm-hmm. sense, and it's right after February, so it works. It's a good follow-up, honestly. She had, like, like, the Black History Month right into, like, you know, with women, like, and then Women's History Month. Yeah, it really is a perfect follow-up. They play because, like, the major role. I will tell you right now, Mark, they played a major role, man. Do your research, man. Don't just take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, He's starting this shit for real. Yeah, of course. I'm going to do like research. Like, when you get off this episode, I'm going to do just more research in general. It's about a lot, but yeah. It's like keep up with those, like, those snaps and everything. 
worked oh, yeah, out. I was in the um, past. TikTok now, actually. Oh yeah, I have a TikTok. I just made a TikTok. Yeah, like I have a matter of fact, I may just follow. You. I don't follow nobody. I just be on TikTok, just like reposting some of the videos. Cause TikTok, it's some cool videos in TikTok. It kind of grew on me. I ain't gonna lie. I just be like just sharing videos now. Like you have to have the app to actually share the video. I was like, eh. I was like, I'm also download it. Yeah, so I'm also, I'm a follow when I join. <laughs> now I just literally just do it just like so I can share the videos. It's like it's like some cool trippy videos in TikTok. I just be on them when I'm bored now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like some real stuff on TikTok. I ain't gonna lie, like it's some deep stuff. It's like, and it's kind of cool how people create like, you know, videos and effects with TikTok. But seeing that on TikTok is gonna be cool though. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm gonna be following it's a whole lot on that. TikTok more than what you mm-hmm. see. People just show. I don't want to call it bullshit. But people just show the same stuff, bro. It's just like <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Like, like kids, it's just like it's Twitter, like, bro. It's like it's kids Twitter, like, posting rap music. Honestly, TikTok just became like a intro, like to help promote like rap songs now. Pretty much, that's all. If you're that's a rapper. Cool, you it's like, know, it's yeah, more. it's like if you're a rapper, you're still making on TikTok. Like these rich, you know, like kids, like you know, teenagers, like reposting your song, making the dance to it. Yeah, your song got like a lot of views and streams. You pretty much like got put on as an artist if you made it to TikTok. I'm like it is a marketing tool. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something right now that you probably don't know. There are websites. I'm, I'm musicians are already hip to this. There are oh, websites. to drop the beans. <laughs> where you can pay influencers to do shit with your music. Like you see, like, yeah, I've heard of this. Like, the I've heard of challenge and all that. I'm not saying that's what happened with him. That could have been genuine. But like, let's say I give money to a platform and they like. Like, get in touch with him or whatever. He does that video. I pay my money up. Let's me know he's dancing my song. My song goes, that shit goes viral. My song is everywhere. And that's what's happening. Paying a way to, paying a way to success. That's what that sounds like. Marketing, man. Yeah, marketing, yeah. Which is smart, though. Like, because TikTok is a big platform. Like, mm-hmm. like people here, because everyone's on TikTok now. I was during a pandemic. Since everyone, a lot of people aren't really out as much anymore and stuff like that. That's how it got popular. I hate to say it, like, wasn't really for like COVID. TikTok wouldn't be really as big, honestly, as it is now with COVID. Like, you want to be seeing a lot of these challenges and everything. Yeah, like, and all that. You want to be seeing people at home dancing because literally that's how it became big. People were just bored and can't really know other choice. So they just bought the entertainment, went to another social media app, and they can edit it, right? So. Yeah, uh, now artists now TikTok is more used more for music now by like putting on like you know your new music. So hey, it's like multi platform like multi platform like opportunity for real. As hey, as crazy man. as this sounds, the whole COVID nineteen thing was a gift and a curse. Just like I see why people were saying like how it was a blessing and a curse. Like, no, it was a blessing because it really brought a lot of things to the forefront that people were not talking about before. Yep, and it woke a lot of people up. It woke a lot of people yeah. up. That's for sure. Of course, it has been like a living hell for like a lot of us, like a lot no, of people yeah. in general. That's why I said the curse. Yeah, part but hell. yeah, of course, curse part. Yeah, but it's like double edged sword. Like you know, it kind of makes you like slow down. It kind of like really made it slow down. Really rethink, reevaluate life. Really, society. Honestly, society needed like to slow down. You know, like because. Yeah, because even looking at it from like a religious standpoint and everything, like sometimes religious like like to slow down, you know, stop self reflects like you know, just even like just talk to a higher power, realize okay, you know, what's really going on? It's like stuff happens. Something like this is happening for a reason. It's like setting this up for like something where we need to stop and realize, okay, we all just got to slow down at some point and realize what we need got to like change and do better to prevent like this big, just you know, something big, you know, a big plague from happening or prevent something else like big from happening. So. 
uh, I can see why some people say it's a blessing because some people really did need to slow down. And like with this pandemic, like as far as probably like stopping certain habits and everything and like just going out and just, you know, self-reflecting on like themselves and everything. And exactly. yeah. Like Mark, have you ever seen the movie Click with Adam Sandler? Yeah, I've seen that before. Like, yeah. So it's been a minute, but yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When COVID-19 happened, the world paused. And people had no choice but to look around and see what was going on. Right. Look at themselves. And that's pretty much what's happening. The only difference mm-hmm. is everybody's trying to force the play button right now. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, let me see. Darren, I think you say you had another question for him. Oh, yeah. So um, we were off air before we started you were talking about meditation. Oh yeah, and how and how it's important to you. So uh, you could elaborate on wait until we uh, got on the pod to really delve into it. Um, I'm no guru or anything like that. I was um, I used to have these talks with a coworker. I mean, you you probably met Ivan before, Darian. I'm not sure if you have it or not. Who? Well, anyway. Was a coworker that used to work with us, but um. What was what was what was uh, his name? I probably I probably didn't know. Ivan. Yeah, 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 my dog. Yeah, bro, he just quit. But anyway, for real. Yeah. But like, Ivan's a very spiritual dude. He was yeah. talking about chakras and everything. Right. And I would have these conversations with him about all the chakras, the root, the crown. Whatever it's it's like thirteen or some shit. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a guru, not a super spiritual guy. But anyway, I started doing meditation, just like as far as like relaxation, giving me clear thoughts. I used to smoke weed all the time, just having clear thoughts. I've been meditating all my life, just in a different method. Right. But anyway, whether it was doing that or just finding somewhere quiet to sit, and now I get to the point where. I can, I can, I start seeing myself doing it. I can do it in a loud room. I can like mentally block out everything around me. And it just declutters my mind. It makes me focus on the things that are important. Or if I just don't want to think about anything at all. And it hasn't been a time where I haven't felt better after doing it. Like whatever I'm stressed or just angry, like I would just sit down and just try to block shit out and just really relax my thoughts and just take deep breaths. And I feel like that it can help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I remember I used to go, um, when I had a lot of free time, I would go down to Georgetown. I would sit on the waterfront and just sit. Like there's little steps uh, where um, like the ducks and stuff will be. Yeah. And I like sit just like a few steps up from where the, like from where like the water line is. I just sit down, I just be chilling. Yeah, sit in you nature. Know? And, and yes. yes, bro. And and it's just you just it's not quiet over there, but it's like a bliss where it's just you can hear like you can hear the city, you can feel the city. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense, and yeah. also. And also, I rem- I remember those those little deep talks that Ivan would be would would have with uh like you and I remember I think the first time I heard him I heard him really talking about that stuff he was talking to Alex and 
and like he and he was going like real in depth with it. Like it was some it was some stuff that I ain't never really heard of before. He will. Like he studies it. So he he'll he'll start you out with something slight and then he'll really go into depth with some, some shit that I'm not even gonna speak on. Yeah. And it'll really it'll really open your mind. I would just say that. But like I still got some of the papers that he wrote now, that he wrote. Like long shit in my phone right now. I can send it to you if you want, but it's it's a lot of shit. Shit, I mean, I hey, hey, I'm down. I'm down for that. Like, I spent time trying to open my chakras. And it's just something that you gotta practice, you know, work on day to day. Yeah, let's say that that blocking your mind out, like in a room full of people and there's a bunch of chaos going around, that that is that is a true skill. I did it today. It was the first time I ever really realized I could do that. Up though, man. It's definitely like, like a big mind. Yeah, big self improvement to do that's that. Honestly, that's something amazing. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, like it was the first time I ever done it in my life. Like, really frustrated about some shit, and I just sat on a chair and just close my eyes and start taking deep breaths. I understand, bro. I'm, I'm in a loud ass room. It's just people talking constantly, like a cafeteria, and it's a small room, and you got TVs playing and music playing. It's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of noise at once. There's a lot of emotion, yeah. 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 And for like good, maybe five, I blocked everything out. Like it wasn't there. That's, that's like nobody was bothering me and everything. Like no one walked up to you and said, no, you I ignored everything. It was it's the art of not giving no, I mean, like, we all need that. Sometimes we all just need, like, just, like, to be alone and everything, you know, and just, uh, like, just, just separate ourselves sometimes. That's why I kind of m- miss having, like, my apartment housing back when I was at uh, Bowie. Like, I live in, uh, you know, Bowie Place. Most people that went to Bowie State know, know that it's, like, CM- CMRC. But, yeah, it's, like, when I had, like, my own, like, apartment or whatever on campus, it was, like, real cool having my own bedroom. I just, just like, you know, put my music on, you know, sometimes just, like, corpse and wine or something like that, you know, just, like, block out everything because my roommates used to be loud. Rumor used to be smelling like gas or whatever. I wasn't even like even smoking yeah. back in college or whatever. Yeah, but you always that that smell. Sometimes used to, you know, always like people out like in the uh what's gonna call it, just the living room, like gambling and stuff like that, just cause a commotion. You know, all them gambler like sessions can be and everything, you know, niggas getting their feelings and stuff like that. When as soon as they don't like, you know, get a false number or something like that, claim, oh no, bro, you trying to finesse. Yeah. It's like used to hear like almost every day in my room, but of course I have my own bedroom. So it was like used to close my door, put my music on. It's like, yeah, I was able like to block out everything and like all like this. A bunch of negative stuff, like even after like a long day. So that's really tough. You can do that in a room full of people where like you're not even alone though, bro. Like you're around a bunch of noise and everything, and just out in public and a bunch of people. So it's pretty tough. But that meditation, yeah. man. I used yeah. to see that's my coworker do like strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, some. Yeah. My bad. Let me cut you off. Oh no, no, you go, you go. Yeah, I, I was done. I mean, are you you guys heard of the third eye, right? You probably heard people talk about that before. I heard of that. I don't know too much about it, but yeah, I, I heard of it. It's that's something. It's like, feels like somebody got to get into like another com, like a combo. That's like a conversation you can have for like out, like a long time. Yeah, yeah I don't know. But, I'll keep it yeah. short. <laughs> Cause like that's some deep stuff with that third eye stuff. I really don't fully understand that though. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. 
but that that's just it's just one chakra. You have multiple chakras all through your all throughout your body. And it's like once you unlock all that, and it's just regular shit you can do on a day-to-day basis. It's not as hard as it sounds or complicated as it sounds. It can get complicated if you want to go into advanced stuff. That's a whole nother story. I'm not even there. <laughs> but uh, I would say like it's like a it's like a mental battle, man. That's life. Like if you get your mind right, you can get everything else right. Like and I and for example, like I'm not even attacking nobody. It's like you see, you meet like a pretty girl who just got everything going for her body right, look good, got shit going for her well in life, but her mind is fucked up. So it's like she's unhappy. Or she just like runs away everybody that's around that everybody that she dates or whatever. And it's basically because her mind not right. Anything for a dude, but it's like, I say it to say, if you get your mind right, you can get everything else. Everything else will fall into place. The mind is the one thing they can't take from you. Yeah, it's a nope. metal. That's why I say knowledge is power. Like it's a cliche thing, but it's the truest fucking thing. Mind is the most powerful asset forever. Yeah, but yeah. So just work on that shit. Hmm. Definitely some powerful stuff. But um, okay, we got time for Ooh. one more one more question, y'all. It's been a good episode so far, though. <laughs> yeah, it's almost nine o'clock, though. Yeah, yeah one, one more, more question. And we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta we gotta cut it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sleepy. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have one. Nice. Like just another music question because this enlightenment talk has been great, but I just want to stick to the point, talking point. What was your biggest influence music-wise growing up? Because it was something very interesting you said. You said I wasn't really deep into rap music growing up, so. What was your biggest influence for music growing up? What you mean? Like, artist-wise, music genre-wise. Like, what is the type of music that you listen to as a kid growing up that's like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. You know, maybe one day I could do this. Um, Honestly, I used to ride with my dad in the car, and he he used to play, like, he'll play, like, a DMX album one day. He'll play, like, a Fabulous album the next day. Then play Ja Rule, and I just love listening to it. Then I'll then I go hang with my sister. She's playing like In Sync and Backstreet Boys. Oh, then man. I go with my mother. She's playing like Jagged Edge or uh, fucking Drew Hill or something. Then my dad's playing Key Sweat. Well, grew up on that R and B. They're playing Maze and Frankie Beverly or the Isley Brothers. And it all would like resonate with me. You grew up on that growing sexy music. Yeah, I did. Hey, but the nineties R and B is undefeated though. For that, like nineties R and B, some of the classics back then. But if you had actually, what influenced me? Like what rapper influenced me? I would say Wiz Khalifa when his early run. When he was just starting Taylor Gang. Taylor Gang. Taylor Gang was definitely popping in the early 2010s. Yeah, young like, Wiz Khalifa. Young Wiz yeah, like, like he, young, no they was on. That's all you heard, bro. That's like, that's all you heard people saying, Taylor Gang, Taylor Gang. I'm like, bro, 
So you heard like in high school, like early days of high school and stuff. But here's the thing, yeah, it, was, it wasn't the music. I did like his music. It was the vlogs. I used to watch his vlogs day to day. Like I was watching how this man was living, how he was making the music, and just like his whole process. And I was just like, man, that's what I want to do in my life. That's how I want to live. And it, and it always stuck with me to this day. And that was like over 10 years ago. The time flies though. Cause yeah. like yeah, yeah, Wiz Khalifa, yeah, he came out 2010, 11 years later. Like, still yeah. looks the same, just as Dre's. Now, honestly, he still looks the same, just as a bunch of like tattoos and Dre's. Yeah, that man denied yeah, age, bro. Age at all, bro. Like literally, bro. Like he just has, he's just hella inked up with like longer hair, literally, that, and got in shape and definitely like worked out. Like you know, I kind of like look up to Wiz Khalifa. Like I'm trying to get in shape like him because he definitely like got a little bit of muscle. This is skinny dude like me, and now look at him. This man working out in the gym, so. <laughs> Like got him talking shit. Used yeah. to be like a stick, bro. That shit used to kill. Yeah, bro. Goes to show, like, just, it takes all it takes a few months in the like, gym, a few consistent months, you can like get yourself in shape. Like this yeah, man's yeah. trying to get jacked. Jacked. I'm not even holding you. I am, bro. Once I start like slowing up on the music a little bit, I'm gonna go back in the gym. I feel that. Yeah, man. I gotta. I gotta lay off the quesadillas and tacos, man. I've been going to a uh, too much taco to Tuesday. Been... Taco yeah, Tuesday. You've been taking advantage of Taco Tuesday too much. <laughs> it's like no. I've been trying eating. Man, man, like... I've been eating too much processed food, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Darren, Didn't you say part of your uh, like that's you gave up was fast food for um, I believe I was yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I mean, technically, I've been gave up fast food. To be honest with you. I remember you said that. Yeah. A while ago, it was like kind of like cut that out. I mean, I just like go to McDonald's from time to time. I try to eat fast food, even though, but y'all know me for some odd reason. Like, I just stopped to make a pit stop to McDonald's sometimes, bro. It's like probably the only fast food I had, like the only rather fast food I really had within like the past few months was maybe like McDonald's from here and there. But I'm not trying to save my money too, because even like spending money on food too, gotta start saving up because I can add up. That's why I try not to really like spend money on yeah, fast most... food either. Yeah, you gotta look at it from, yeah, from financial standpoint, yeah. Besides the health standpoint, but financially, you realize food, you can really like go broke off, like just buying food out all the time. We can just you can. get I groceries. Yeah, bro. Gotta be smart financially. Yeah. Like, for a fact. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely study financial literacy. I will tell you all that. I took one in high school. And honestly, like, shout out to Sulin for having that class. Though I took a financial literacy class in high school, had one of the coolest teachers, too. Forgot her name, though. But yeah, I definitely learned a lot from that financial literacy class. Did a project, too how we set our goals and how like the like set up our money and like, you know, like a budget plan and how to like accomplish like these goals, the short-term goals, long-term goals. Cause I don't realize when it comes to accomplishing goals, it's all about timing too. It's like, don't think too far ahead. Like, you know, like, like have like a short-term goal you want to accomplish because right now my short-term goal is like really to save up, you know, really just get my own place and everything, like my own apartment and stuff like that. So it's like, you can always work towards that, like set a realistic goal. So yeah, financial literacy, definitely a good one. It makes you realize like how to get budget your money to obtain wealth and like so you won't you know be in debt and everything like that yeah how to get out of debt yeah mm-hmm. study credit bro credit yeah yeah credit yeah and everything yeah get yourself some credit books watch some YouTube important videos thing. I study that shit yeah, I mean, like, wait to build your credit yeah for sure though yeah like yeah having way I have a lot to learn myself yeah for sure
That's really gonna get yeah. the bag up, man. Cause no, I'm already in the stocks. You see, we already in the stocks and everything. That's why I'm like using that as well, like you know, just like a starting standpoint. You know, just to play around. But now we all like in the stock game now and everything. We know how these stocks work. So, yep, <laughs> like credit, like just investing, investing to yourself and everything, investing to your future. Yeah. I would say investing to yourself before you even go mess with stocks, unless like stocks is your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- yeah, like if you're really into stocks, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. kind of be like, like, go ahead, do it. But if you're not really into it, I definitely mm-hmm. invest in yourself. You know, save up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Into investment accounts because that's really how you can right. build up your wealth. Yeah. Is stocks your passion, Mark? No, nah, not my passion. No, nah, I'm not saying it's my passion. It's just something I invest on the side. Then what is your yeah. passion? My passion is just like, my passion is really like journalism, honestly. Just like, like really sports well i used to like course like way back in the day I used to like play sports when i was younger but now really journalism and everything and that's why i like major communications for the most part then I yeah that first before you even touch stocks mm. it's okay to dabble in but honestly i would just invest in yourself first before you even mess with anything else yeah yeah facts. but man whatever um Right, right, right. Um, but y'all don't have yeah. any more questions though. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, Jay, it's time to go. Yeah, got it. Silent, bro. I got silent, yeah. Yeah, uh, I that's, to say. That's why yeah, it just got awkward for a second. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I literally yeah, said like, one more. He kind of went dive deep into the one I, I was, Yeah, right. that's why I wasn't trying to dive deep. It's like, yeah, that's was like true, true. Like, not like sounds short sided and like nonchalant, but it's like, yeah, it, yeah, it's almost nine o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, it's like definitely some conversation we can have like follow ups to one and like you know do other segments on for a fact, but yeah, yep, mm-hmm. of course, man. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, we appreciate this man for hopping on the pod. It's, it's been a vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm uh-huh. this is, this is really, really great talk. We really read in deep with a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, lots mm-hmm. of and quickly, too. Like I said, it's really crazy how two and a half hours can just pass by and you're just talking, bro. It's been almost three hours. I'm looking at the Zoom call time. But it, we literally started. It's two hours and fifty one. I started recording at six ten. It's almost nine o'clock. So it's been like what, literally two hours. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we're, we're cutting it. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate this, Ronnie, for hopping on. We appreciate anytime. anytime, man. You welcome back anytime. We appreciate all the support, all the love from everybody. Shout out to Tangma Chat. Shout out to all the group chats we're in. Mm-hmm. Shout out to family, friends, and loved ones. Thank you. Because without <laughs> y'all, we couldn't do this, y'all. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. almost 800 views. We're about to hit that 1K pretty soon. I think we can hit it definitely by next month, by April time, man. We could definitely hit that joint. Ready for that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for that too, man. I got some things planned. I got some things planned for that 1,000, man. If we hit that. I got some things really planned for that. But all right, y'all. Everybody, with everybody listening, you guys have a wonderful week. Have a blessed week. Yes, you guys sure. stay safe sure. and sound. It's resurrection week. You know, if you a Christian, pray up. You know, Good oh, Friday. Yeah, good Friday is the day after tomorrow. Easter is Sunday. Stay blessed. Mm-hmm. Stay prayed up. And everyone else, you're still beautiful, still sexy shit. You guys keep stay popping. We is done. Yep. See ya.